My name is Matt Brown. Looking good. And let's start the show. And it all belongs to Kid Dynamite. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? This is the host of the Productive Conversations podcast. My name is Matt Brown. How are you today? Whenever you're listening to this podcast and wherever you are, I hope you are safe, well, and happy. If you're listening to this the day it drops, October 26, 2020, fun fact, this is the day in the Back to, in the, back to the Future universe when Marty McFly goes back in time, October 26, 1985, for you cinephiles out there such as myself. You know, it's, as I'm recording this, it's a uh, late afternoon, we're in the uh, halftime between the Raiders and Buccaneers having an intense game, I watched the Jets and the bills earlier and the jets oh oh my they really put a fight today though and also before that during the afternoon during the morning i me my two brothers and father all took care of the leaves and we got our tarps out our rakes leaf blowers and despite a uh, intense amount of work we were all able to finish it and now we have a nice day or two before more leaves fall on the ground till we do it all over again and well and i had a nice weekend really relaxing didn't do much at all just trying to stay away from the covid world i guess this afternoon and and uh the weekend prior and we had a good time before I get into my very 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 great guests I just want to talk about one thing the New York Football Giants the 1 in 6 New York Football Giants in seven in the first 7 weeks of the NFL season and where do I begin and I won't take up too much time because again I have amazing guests I want to get to but what a mess the New York Football Giants have become Seriously, even under the new Joe Judge era, if you will, this team looks like a hot pile of shit. They are garbage. They've played like garbage in the sense that they really know how to play close. They really know how to tease you. And then I don't know. They just give an opening to all these teams to let them defeat them and make us look awful. And even despite being in the god-awful NFC East, the New York football giants still make me unconfident to think they can even compete in such a horrid division. A division where there's not one solid quarterback, whether you're Daniel Jones, Carson Wentz, Dak Prescott unfortunately got hurt, Aaron Dalton got carted off today. And if you're, you know, what Kyle Allen on Washington ain't doing nothing, and Dwayne Haskins look like a bus. The NFC East is horrible, yet the Giants can't take advantage of it. And they just keep losing terrible game after terrible game. Whether it's the Steelers. And reckon the Steelers might... They may very well go on to win the AFC the way they're playing. They just beat Tennessee today. Now 6-0. and All right, I'll give them a pass there. 
the Giants go play the Chicago Bears and somehow let Mitch Trubisky, of all people, run all over them and make Mitch Trubisky look like he's a messiah. Joe Montana with an awful defense just rucking amok even though we were competing. We sadly saw Saquon Barkley towards ACL in that game. And... You know, even though we only lost by four that day, I thought maybe, uh, okay, this team could compete. They somewhat competed against the Steelers, and uh, then against Chicago, couldn't get the job done. Then we play the 49ers, a 49er team that barely had their starters. No Richard Sherman, no Craig Kittle, uh, no Jimmy G, but for whatever that's worth, but very tight in and beat up 49ers team and they somehow th- go get 36 point uh, points on us we didn't score one touchdown only three field goals and we lose 36 to 9 that game made you want to throw up then we go play the los angeles rams again not a t- no touchdown again running amok just so many just just so much incompetent football that makes you want to throw up then we thought then I thought maybe we had a chance against the Cowboys. Nope. Lose by three there. Let Andy Dalton come back on us. Washington football team, we actually won, but barely, because Ron Rivera did a two point conversion and failed. And then this Thursday, the day that I truly gave up on my team this season and I'm just already focusing on next year's draft, as we lost by one. After a knife, it almost felt like a knife going into my soul, seeing how we lost. Driving down the field, Evan Ingram just has to make a catch, a first down, and we win the game, run the clock out. It goes off this guy's butterfingers into the defensive back's hands for the Eagles, and the Eagles drive down and score, and we lose again. Makes it a 1-6 game where we lose by one possession in every single loss except our game against the 49ers. One possession. And we cannot hold it together. And where do I go with the cons of this horrible Giants team? Why do we talk Daniel Jones? The amount of turnovers this guy has... Whether he throws an interception where it looks like he's throwing to a ghost and you see a defensive back make a great play, like in the end zone against Washington, for instance. Whether it's all his damn fumbles. Anybody can anybody can make this guy fumble the football. I feel bad for his kids one day. How can you trust this man's hands with the amount of fumbles this dude has? Let me look at exactly how many turnovers Daniel Jones has at this moment. As of week seven in the NFL, he has five fumbles and seven interceptions for a total of 12 turnovers in seven games. Little more than a turnover a game from this gavron. My goodness, and reckon I'm nowhere close to being an NFL quarterback. But this guy gets drafted in the first round six overall two seasons ago, and what is he giving to us? Absolute bullshit. I mean, does the 80-yard run and then tripping on the air says anything? Record we scored on that drive. You just keep watching these games and you just think that, man, is this guy the quarterback of the future? Let's let's see what are my other complaints. 
David Gettleman's decision making on who he puts on the field. Like Andrew Thomas, the fourth overall pick in this year's NFL draft. And he's like a turnstile, letting so many pass rushers come in and making Daniel Jones run and just contributing to that awful Giants offensive line in general. Four new guys, and none of them look like they know what the hell they're doing except Willie Hernandez, the left guard. I mean, this team is just a punching board. Let's talk about the stupid penalties this team gets. Just some unheard of and reckon I think some of the officiating is awful as per usual, but the Giants are making just so many stupid penalties. I mean, who could forget that amazing fake field goal pass for a touchdown against Dallas only to get overturned on a stupid penalty? Seriously, guys, what the hell is going on with the Giants franchise? And I won't be too much longer on this because, again, we have some amazing guests coming up. But the New York Giants have been such a disgrace for so many of us Giants fans. We win a Super Bowl back in 2011, and we have nothing to show for it since then. We've only been in the playoffs once. Last year, 4-12, and which we somehow didn't get last. Pat Shermer out after that. The year before 2018, 5 and 11. The year before that, 3 and 13, where we got rid of Ben McAdoo and put in Spags, Steve Spagnola. That led to Saquon Barkley getting drafted that awful year. Then we we did make the playoffs at 11 and 5 and lost a tough wild card game against Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. But even before that, 6-10, and 10, then another 6-10 and 10 season, 2013-7-9. Did go 9-7 and seven in 2012, but just missed the playoffs. And it's a mess. This whole franchise is such a mess. We're now, where we're now on another new coaching staff, and we don't know what the hell's going on. Does this special teams Joe Judge deserve a second chance? I will say, if this guy ends with a... 2-14 and 14 or 1-15 and 15 record, well, you might have to reconsider things. Go out and get another, and maybe have to get rid of Daniel Jones, and we get Trevor Lawrence if we're that lucky, but we're competing with our, with our counterparts, the Jets, for that one. Is Saquon going to be back the same? Is he going to be the same when he has a his ACL injury taken care of? Is Darius Slayton legit? I mean, how much longer are we going to have Sterling Shepard? Are we going to redo our line once again? I don't know, but it's tough being a Giants fan in 2020. This The Giants used to be a franchise that no one messed with and had a lot of respect. But just from the stupid DM slides, the trolls I get, the Giants really, really not doing us a solid by playing so god-awful. It's just disappointing. I and mean, we do have a few pros, you know, James Bradbury looks like he could be actually one of the best corners in the league. Blake Martinez coming in from Green Bay and really solidifying his role as a linebacker on this team. Pretty good. Logan Ryan, no one knew he was going to be on the team just a few weeks before the season started, but he's come in and made an impact. But that's really it. I mean, Darius Slayton looks good too, but when are things going to change for the New York Giants? When are the Giants going to be respected again? I just want to be a fan of a respected team. And even as crazy as they make me, I'll never turn my back against them. But something's got to change. Whether it's trying again with a new coach. I mean, if we really want to do that again. 
if Daniel Jones, I don't know, has a miracle and finally can be more than just amazing legs and turnovers, a turnover machine, and maybe, I don't know, be a competent quarterback. Because, again, the Giants do have weapons, whether you're Slayton and Ingram when he doesn't suck, and Sterling Shepard can play, too. And obviously, Saquon, when he comes back, is top two, two, three running back in the league. But something's got to change. I trust it will. I know it will. Just has to be here sooner rather than later. Go Giants either way. All right, so rant done. And now to the main event. The productive conversation with Jada Lee and Miss Lily Garcia. Two drag queens based in New York City, living in the historic neighborhood of Harlem. And they really, really stepped up during this productive conversation. First, I talked with Jada Lee, someone I knew from Hartford, and we were former fraternity brothers. And we really, really had a good part one of our conversation, you know, catching up, chopping it up. Then Miss Lily Garcia came in right after, in the halfway point. We continued our great conversation. We talked about dating, the LGBTQI plus community. We talked about the differences between dating apps. We talked working in Manhattan during a pandemic, some celebrity encounters, a lot of laughs, a lot of emotion, and a lot of inspiration. And I had nothing but a pleasure with the two drag queens. And I can't wait to have them on again. It was really, really awesome. And here it is. We also, by the way, have a guest appearance from their roommate, Christopher Jackson, who's also a very accomplished Broadway performer in in himself. And yeah, I had nothing but a blast with these three. This was one of the most fun experiences I've ever had making a podcast and exactly why I have one in the beginning. To have amazing conversations with extraordinary people. And we had nothing but that during this talk. So let's do it. Here it is, my productive conversation with Jada Lee and Miss Lily Garcia. What's going on, everybody? I have a very, very special guest here today. I have the famous Jada Lee NYC here joining me on the Productive Conversations podcast. We are also going to be joined by her drag sister in a little bit. But welcome, Jada. How are you doing tonight? I'm so good. How are you? I'm excellent. I've been really looking forward to this. Thanks for uh, getting dandy and dressing up. You look great tonight. And... And I'm ready to just uh, chop it up, catch up. It's been a while since we've talked in general like this, so. It has, it's been a minute. I know, and there's been a lot of shit happening in our lives, the world, your city, and um, yeah. So much, we're so just, much. We just got a lot of cool things to get into, but um, yeah, let's start off with, how are you doing today? How's everything, how's life? You having a good spooky season? Oh, honey. Oh, honey. Spooky season every day, honey. Shit. <laughs> You've been doing any, uh, spooky season traditions, watching any movies, carving pumpkins, uh, 
Actually, the other day, my friend was like, let's go to a pumpkin patch. Let's pick pumpkins, blah, blah, blah. I was like, I really fucking hate pumpkins. And if I carve a pumpkin, it's going to get all over my hands. It's going to get all over me. And I don't want to do that. So absolutely not. However, I'm definitely down to like get an apple and like paint it real quick. That's fine. So no pumpkins, but the apple's fine. Yeah, the apple's fine because you know, like, you don't have to like carve the apple. You don't get it like all over you and everything. And like, mm. you know. Yeah, who wants to be in that tradition? Every single weekend from for since September for the next few weekends, you were seeing someone at a pumpkin patch or apple picking. Can't someone get a little more original? With but that? like, who also who decided that it was such a good idea to get your hands fucking filthy inside of a pumpkin? Like, who decided? Yeah. Let me make a face out of this pumpkin real quick. No, no, honey. <laughs> Even those jack-o'-lanterns. Like homework. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I'll say the one thing. People are getting very uh, creative with how they carve and, and shit like that. But, yeah, I don't know. I'm kind of with you, too. I'm not a big I pumpkin buy. I don't drink the pumpkin spice latte. I don't. Uh, I had pumpkin beer. I tried it. And it was pretty shit. But, um. Oh, I wasn't okay. So at the restaurant that I work at, we have this, um, we have this like float. We have pumpkin ice cream, but then we have like a, um, like a stout that goes over it. So it's like <laughs> a stout float with pumpkin ice cream. It's so fucking good. It sounds disgusting, but it's so good. It's so good. Really? And I love it. So That's yeah, I, I'll do. <laughs> I went on a pumpkin. I had pumpkin beer on a failed hinge date. Maybe that's one of the reasons. It was giving a sign for that. But uh, okay, tell me all about that right now. All about that. <laughs> I don't know. I uh, well, I went out with this girl like eight weeks ago. Or no, no, it wasn't that long. It was. It was in the summer. But um, I don't know. she seemed cool. Vibe. She told me she. So she's in. She was going to med school. Like she was doing. Um, she's in med school. And she was taking her. Um her um not internship residency at um norwalk hospital where i live she said she's gonna be gone in two weeks i was like all right well i guess we'll make the most of it but uh i uh i don't know there just wasn't a vibe like that didn't click um she had a very bad shirt i guess say this <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't feel any I wasn't feeling the uh, wardrobe that was, that was it, you saw the shirt and you were like done done yeah babe. I mean it Go didn't off. really match with their outfit or anything but um, <laughs> I don't know she was she was nice but there wasn't a uh, no, there wasn't a chemistry. second date I, it's a bit tough actually this was the summer of <laughs> going on a bunch of first hinge dates and none of them came back. And I had some baddies, man. I had some mm. real baddies. And and there's like these few places where I live in Norwalk that it's too it's too short for me to go because I try to make a uh, first day workout, man. And I had, you know, it was one thing. I went on a hinge day with this girl, but um, and she was telling me she hung out with Leonardo DiCaprio. Like her, she was like that type of level. And when I saw her, I was like, that totally makes sense. You could totally. I don't know, be a, I don't want to be disrespectful saying maybe, she, I don't know what her relationship was, but like you, you are on a level where Leonardo DiCaprio says, hang out with me. So. Bitch, she's a woman of the night. She, she has, yeah, she's a woman <laughs> of the night. Maybe, I man, I was, I was like, 
I had I would have had such an amazing first date story. I was feeling some butterflies. I was like, man, this this girl yeah. seems real cute and stuff. But I don't know. So at this very moment, I'm not talking to anyone, not on my apps. And um, what apps are you on? So at this moment, I have Tinder, Hinge, and Bumble, which I call the Trinity of it. And um, the Holy Trinity, the Holy Trinity, the honey. Trinity, yes. Yeah. So at this moment. Matt is single, ready to mingle. How about you? You on any dating apps, Jada? No, bitch. Shit. We only sucking dick on the corner of 145th and Broadway, honey. Shit. For real, for real. How's that been going? Baby, it's good, honey. It's good. I got full bookings all night, baby. Shit. Really? How how are the bookings going in the COVID world right now? I mean, they're great. They're great. They're awesome. You know, I mean, I don't have a Holy Trinity. I only have Grinder, but like, okay. definitely believe in her. See, I, I have this relationship with Grinder. Like I get on Grinder, and then I spend like an entire night after I'm like fucking drunk from the club or whatever. <laughs> I get on there until like six in the morning and I'm like, no one's, no one is worth my time. And then I delete it. And then three hours later, I re-download it because maybe this is the time that I get it. Exactly, exactly, exactly. I'm like, uh, that wasn't the right time, but like, now it is. But it's not. <laughs> That's why you always think, you think no matter what dating app you're on, you're like one match away, like this is the one. And I, and it's just so, I mean, most people our age, that's how they're finding their significant others or yeah. long-term things. And, like, and that's also the thing that like, I'm finding, like when I'm talking to people on like Grindr and shit, it's like, when I do have those like good conversations with them, it's like, oh shit, maybe I can like, maybe this isn't just a random hookup. Maybe mm-hmm. I can like develop this into like a friendship and then we can like hook up from there. And like, no, no, it's grinder. It's grinder. <laughs> That's what I was thinking at the end of the day, like all these apps and man, this yeah. world of bays and not bays, it is hard to understand, but I guess, it, no, I don't guess. I know that it really does seem to be at the end of the day, whatever is meant to be will happen and it'll just naturally flow. See, like, and I, I want to believe like whatever's meant to be will happen. However, like the question is like, do you have to make it happen or is it just going to happen? You know what yeah. I mean? Like, that's, that's what I, um, I actually do think naturally will happen. And I think it's easier for me to see that because again, I'm so late in the game well not the game but i'm so late i was just such a late bloomer like i was a president you know i know the pre- i was a president of our fraternity i was a, virg- a virgin during the entire presidency i hear the few friends who know that i hear my friend nate cutting's voice now you were the president of a fraternity now <laughs> now what i learned like confidence wise and uh being okay with my skin i and also understanding signs more i probably wouldn't have been so dry at that time but it did take all those growing pains that really were worth to have and all that came naturally it really did and um those few um especially those few long-term things those really were the most natural things ever i did i didn't feel like i had to take that extra step talking to them i take the channing tatum test if channing tatum makes the moves i make they'll more than likely say yes because it's Channing Tatum. I, that's what I feel. If they want it, if they want to hang, if they want to spend time, they're going to do it. So that's where I think the meant to be part happens. And some people, I guess it just takes longer than others. And it's not fair, but that's, it'd be like that. Yeah. No, it does. But like also, 
don't wait around for anyone. Like, no, no. definitely not. I mean, not that's, that's one of the no. reasons why this also this podcast is a thing is because, uh, well, keep me. I don't have to think about the girls that I almost had. Anyways, <laughs> um, <laughs> but I have just time to work on myself in this podcast. Talk to interesting people like you and your drag sister, and um, that's yeah. why I. Uh, that's why this is another way to get through the days until uh, somebody, till I had that match or I meet just somebody on the street. Um, what are you doing for work right now though? So at this moment, I, I'm still unemployed. Lost my job, right? I actually lost my job. My, pre- my project ended right during Christmas time, Christmas time, January. Okay. So I've been unemployed for just a little more than the pandemic, but you know, I'm on unemployment. Shouts to the government for helping me. I got Find this. The <laughs> I know. Find they, the government. They definitely uh they've definitely been driving us crazy, but I do need those unemployment checks right now and that's why I, I appreciate also, that. But like I don't understand I, I really just don't get like how there's no PPE. Like what? Are you yeah. like Literally three fourths of the country is unemployed, and you are l- allowing them to live off of like four hundred, five hundred dollars a week. Oh yeah, like that's why I'm doing this home. If I had my own place, I want to survive, and I would do, oh. and I do the, um, I get just enough bills. I pay everything myself except rent. Then I'll do focus groups and research projects and um, that's how i'll get these extra extra cash yeah you're right it's the no ppa there should be a stimulus check packed on a past even people who have jobs are extremely struggling it's extremely like like that is a thing though like i'm fortunate enough to be working at like one of new york city's like best like very busy restaurants, you know, like, definitely, I definitely want to go more into that a little later, but talk to me about this part, bro. Cause I want to know how that's been going. Like, it's great. But like, I also have like friends that, cause obviously the whole staff wasn't asked back, obviously. Yeah. But like those that did reach out like myself and like other people, like we reached out, we were like, Hey, we're ready to come back to work. We were able to come back to work. Mm-hmm. My friends that aren't, able to come back they're still on that like unemployment and shit i'm like yeah i just i i literally could not i could not survive like my rent alone is 1200 a month like plus student loans which are like 700 oh a month. my I god like 500 dollars a week that no you, you gotta pay you your phone bill too and all your utilities exactly. and exactly thank god i transit because like if I had a car, it had like fucking gas, car insurance, like all that shit. Yeah, I'm, parking, fuck parking. I'm hitting that too, and we need the stimulus. We gotta wait for the damn election to be over. That's two weeks. Uh, it's gonna be a week once this um once this is posted on Monday. And uh, yeah, what 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 in the world? What in the world? I saw I saw this thing on Instagram today that said um, New York is turning red, like for Trump. Mm. The fuck we are absolutely That's not. some fake news. Oh my god. Absolutely not. Trump was hated since in New York since the eighties. Since he was a when uh, since he was a sketchy real estate guy in the city, and uh, I don't think anything is changing. So, oh, do we have? Is your drag sister ready? She want to come on right now? We could uh, add to the car, add her to the combo. 
I mean, I'm kind of ready. She's almost need, ready. I still, I still <laughs> need like my lips and shit, but. All right, take your time. So that's why we have this Zoom and we can do it forever. So uh, once you're ready, uh, swing right in. Perfect. Matt, are you not drinking? No, should I get something? I could get some right now. I'll join the party real quick. I'm gonna, yes. I'm gonna make a drink. You make a drink, and we'll come back. All right, we'll be right back. All right. So wait, tell me, tell me about this podcast. Like, are you having fun with it so far? Oh man, this is this this is sweet. I'm having the bla- the time of my life. Well, time of my life, but uh, I don't know about time of my life, but I'm having a lot of fun. I'm interesting. <laughs> this is a great way to reconnect with people, to chop it up. I've heard since I launched it yesterday, I've heard from five people that I haven't heard from in a long time. Oh, fuck. Wanting to do the podcast, um, hanging out. I thought this is a great way to do it. And I really believe every person has a great story. So, right. you know, this is cool showing, uh, showing, uh, all the people I meet and showing off these cool people, such as yourself, your drag sister. Um, right. It's, it's so good. It's so like the premise of it, like productive conversation, literally it's so open-ended, but like so relatable. You know what I mean? That's all it is. This is just like, if we were, this is literally just hanging out. If I saw you right now in person. So I just figured why not record it and then also show other people why you're so cool. I mean, from, we have this, I've, uh, we're having this conversation. I talked with the refugee on Monday and, uh, going to air. He came from Albania, ran from war torn Albania in the middle East to Greece, to the United States and a nice in depth story. Oh my God. Yeah, it's going to be great. I'm going to air him on, you're going to be on Monday, then he'll come on Thursday. Oh, I so, love that. Um, it's really, really sweet. And he took the time and it's a great story, especially with what's going on to hear about, you know, what someone does. He's a citizen now of the of the country and like what someone does for their dreams and really not give up. And I almost really, I did get emotional talking. I was like, everything I complain about sounds like, really stupid shit compared to what he dealt with mm. so that's mm. gonna be great and then uh, this is also my chance to just talk with people that i don't understand and um don't agree with like i told you i'm talking with uh two maga trump supporters on friday why and because i want to hear them i want to know what is their mentality going into this like i don't agree with that lifestyle okay. or I don't agree with Trump at all. He's he's really upset and disappointed me. But I want to yeah. see like someone on the other side. Like, why do you support somebody who says all these outlandish things? Who's brought just such a negative attitude towards this narrative? Right. Why? So I want to discuss this and see where his head's yeah, at. You're a good person to do that too, because you are very level-headed and you won't lose your shit. Do you remember? Do you remember when we used to go out, like out to the bars and shit? Oh yeah, that shit was crazy. <laughs> that shit was crazy. I was the gayest fucking asshole, like in that whole bar. I was like, ah, and everyone was like <laughs> down in the Hartford bar scene. You have a honestly, angry. Like, bo- I'm pretty sure I was the only homo. Like, well, no, no, no. That's not true. That that's not true. <laughs> oh, my yeah. brother, so it's fine. Yeah, right, and um. 
Um, yeah, like, we yeah the... I'm not going to say anything on that one, but... Uh, Ooh, <laughs> uh-oh, we got some bombshells coming. Can I say, you don't have to say their name. You don't have to say their name, at least while we're recording. But I don't know, is there something... Uh, can we just say, like, maybe there's somebody holding a secret in uh, our composite up there? Uh-oh. Don't ask, don't tell, honey. Okay. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, man, we're young. When you're young, you got to live your life. And, uh, oh, boy. I would love... <laughs> <laughs> when we're not recording, All I say is Owen has some stories. Oh yes, Owen Dunn. I've I've heard some of the Owen Dunn stories. I have heard some of those. I love and him. They're just hilarious. Yeah, that's our Owen Dunn is also one of our fraternity brothers, and he's out there acting and doing a lot of great work. Awesome. Yo, honestly, filmmaker he's too. doing some shit. He's doing some shit with uh, I don't know with Dylan or uh. Someone else. I don't know. Doesn't he, he know? Doesn't he? Someone told me like he's cool with Janelle Monet. Have heard of that? You know Janelle Monet? No, of the actress singer. Um. Also, did you have you seen um her new movie? Um, Annabella. Yes, I haven't yes. seen it yet. But uh, Matt, Matt, is it scary? Uh, it's not really scary. It's it's scary in the sense of like. This could happen, especially oh. today. Yeah, but like it's it's not really like spooky, jump out at you, blah blah blah. It's just like okay. it's not really gory either. But like, yeah, it's it's scary in the sense of like, oh, this could happen. Well, shit. But, but I, heard- I started watching it, and I was like, I have no idea what to expect. Ooh. Also, I uh, that's a whole nother situation. <laughs> oh, okay. So, so. Long story short, I, I met this guy on Grindr. Mm-hmm. Actually, no, I didn't even meet him on Grindr. I met him because I was being a trampy whore. Okay. Whatever happens. And he comes over, blah, 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 blah. We hook up. Next day, he like hits me up on Grindr. He was like, hey, what's up? Do you want to hang out? He comes over. We hang out. We smoke. Then we hook up again. After we hit, hook up, we like go back and smoke. And he's like... I think I have to tell you something. It was like, oh, God. Oh, fuck. Right after, too? Literally right after. Second time. Second time. And he was like, I'm in a relationship. I've been, I've had a boyfriend for like seven years. It's not really going too good. I was like, what the fuck? That's not fair. But like, literally, please understand, I'm not that girl. Yeah. Yeah, I am that girl because I keep asking for it, actually. Like, hold up. But no, I don't think I'm that girl. It's just fun. <laughs> I hear you. Like, you, you ever, uh, you ever, uh, you ever dream of being with a celebrity or met one? I think you low key have a celebrity story. Uh oh, look at that face. Uh oh. <laughs> Is there something I could submit to TMZ right now? <laughs> no, no. Our lips are sealed. Oh. oh man, can can we say is this person an actor in a famous show or is it music or? Oh no no no! I ain't fuck nobody famous. Shit. If I oh. did, I'm getting that check, bitch. I would have got that motherfucking check. Shit. <laughs> Shit. I met somebody who fucked Post Malone. Give me 3000 honey. Period. <laughs> I met somebody who fucked Post Malone. 
He said it was stinky. <gasps> <laughs> That's what she said. She said he's stinky. It sure looks like it. <laughs> He said, I know someone that fucked Post Malone. She said it was stanky. Bitch. Yo, that's what I think. Like, if you're a celebrity, no matter how do you look, you can really get it in this world, in your celebrity world. Just for stories. Oh, no, Matt. I've literally, I've heard the same exact thing about James Franco, actually. I've heard some bad shit about James Franco. Like, like. Yeah, unfortunately. What happened? What's your James Franco story? Um, or uh, I don't really have a story, uh, or he but did. I did see him when when they were uh, filming the Deuce. Yeah, they were they were filming like right when I moved to New York. Right when I moved there, they were filming like on my street. So like me and Riley, we were walking um, back to my apartment one night, and James Franco was out there on the fucking street. Riley lost her shit. Riley literally <laughs> lost her shit. She in front was like, of ah! I had no idea. I'm oblivious. That's also my thing. I'm oblivious to everything. But but Ever. you could. But you've heard that James Franco was smelly too in the sack. Like, I mean, you think you'd think all these people money they could get some uh, put on some take a shower. I don't know. <laughs> Bitch, get you some jargons. <laughs> Shit, get some motherfucking dub, baby. Ripe and wash, honey. Shit. You ever? How is Riley doing? I uh, hope she's well. I see she's killing his stand-up. So tell her I said Matt, what's she, up. Matt, she is making moves. She just got this gig. She is a morning radio host for not, Alt ninety-two point three or point five. No way, really? That's amazing. Yeah, she, it's huge. It's it's live in New York and also like oh, very familiar with that. Other station. ten other cities like nationwide. Yeah, I know ninety-two f ninety-two three FM. The Vox. Fox? Yeah. Yeah, she's on the the Kane and Corey show in the morning with with them. But yeah. like, it's she's doing her shit, and that's what I've like. Not only specifically her, like I get so fucking genuinely happy for my friends that are literally doing shit. You know what I mean? Like, of course, producing shit. Like, what? Literally, like with you. Like, I'm so happy that you're doing this fucking podcast, dude. Like, this is like one lot, of the man. things that you've been talking about for like a while. You know what I mean? Like. I'm so happy you're doing it. I'm so happy. For it's, it, uh, I appreciate it a lot, and I'm excited for for what you're pulling off. And one of the things you wanted to talk about um, was artists specifically in the city who needed to figure out how to make new content or go into something new among the pandemic. Why don't you right. uh, tell me about that? What you've been seeing, especially being in the middle of it. Well, that's the thing, though. Like. We're in a pandemic. We can't like Broadway's closed. Cabarets yeah, are May closed. too. Like fucking live performances. Like even even like everything is closed. Literally everything is shut. So like you know how you you used to be able to go to, like a restaurant or a bar and see like uh, a a jazz band performer and everything. Yeah. No, we can't do that anymore. I mean, they're they're figuring out ways to do it like outside but i don't know it's so hard and it's been hard for me to get it's been hard for me to get back on set um and that was you could get those on the the you could get those semi on the reg so after this project ended in in december i figured all right probably we'll go unemployed for a couple months and then uh find new gig i'm the week put the week covid hit i interviewed for two shows 
one of the major talk shows in the city. I can't really say now because I still might be in consideration. And then the uh, and then the other was just another really great production job and one that can finally stop commuting back and forth from Connecticut. They're good pay. And then the pandemic can, and I will truly never know Did someone beat me out or did somebody, or was this the pandemic? And, uh, let's be grinding. I've slowly found some more set jobs opening again, but, um, I just figure once Broadway comes back, uh, it's going to be much easier to find those again. It will, it will. But like, I also, I talked to my, cause uh, one of my friends that's in Mean Girls on Broadway, she actually came to Jacob's Pickles the other day, and I saw. Oh her. yeah, and I, I like talked to her about everything. I was like, "Do you know? Do you know anything about like Broadway opening up again?" She was like, "I have no idea. We've we've only been told whatever." Um, and then the next day, they made that announcement of like Broadway's not coming back until like May twenty twenty one or something. May twenty twenty one at this moment. Which honestly, I don't, I don't get that. I don't. Get Neither that. do I. At this point, you could totally spread those out. I mean, the shows would be small, but we've seen in a lot of sporting events that they're spreading people out, and they still get noise in right. there. That's the thing. Honestly, this is my thing, Matt. If Trump can have a fucking rally with thousands of people in a fucking stadium, Broadway can motherfucking open like easily. You can put, like, two seats in between each party or whatever. You know what I mean? Like definitely you need to do it. Not only you need to do for the actors, for the pit, for the stage crew, for the productive team, all those people are suffering from this. And that's it. They're and off Broadway too. Don't we can't forget off Broadway. Oh, of course, of course, of course. And that's the thing. Like all these performers, they're suffering economically. They're suffering, but also artistically they're suffering. Like, yeah, not everyone has the opportunity to like make their own content and like put it out there. You know what I mean? Like not everyone is like comfortable enough with doing that. They need, they need a stage. They need live like audience. They need that shit. Like, I I, like, I get it. I get it. I went to school for it. You know, like there's nothing like a live audience. There's nothing like like, yeah. You can always try again. Don't you give up. I really believe you could be a great actor in this world. I really, really believe it. I will say this is true. You are one of the funniest people I've ever met in my entire life. Like top five, like no bullshit. And I really think your talents will make you go with whatever you want to do with it. So no, I mean, well, that's also like why I started drag too. Like, yeah. Going into that, like I, I graduated, graduated from heart. With a BFA, like, I came here, uh, I was auditioning for, like, the first year, but, like, I wasn't equity, mm-hmm. which is, like, the union, the yeah. union contract. I wasn't equity, so I go to these auditions, but, like, I have to get there at 4 a.m. and stay there until maybe one thirty-two. I might get seen, I might not. And that's the thing. So I'm like sitting there, I'm wasting an entire day of work. I'm wasting an entire day of like actually being productive, doing other things. Just sitting there with the possibility of getting seen. No. And especially since like right when I moved here, either right when I moved here or like shortly after they lowered the um, the point system. So to be to be equity, you have to have you used to have to have fifty weeks. So like each week that you work at a theater counts as a week, like yeah. uh, at an equity theater. So like when when I was at Hart, I did I did shows at Hartford Stage. So I got 
I did Christmas Carol and the Shakespeare, I right? The Shakespeare show. Did I? I can't remember. I can't remember. I, so. I definitely know. I know I did a Christmas Carol there. Yeah. But I got I got points for that. And then after, oh no, the Shakespeare was the summer that I graduated. That was in um in connect in Hard New Haven. Haven. Oh, New Haven. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, well, yeah, I guess this is you're pretty much. But yeah, this is here explaining how the drag life. What does the drag lifestyle do for you? Right. So you were right. Right. So like just doing that. It's I don't know. Like I'm still I'm still finding it. Like I'm still yeah. trying to figure out like and I'm still trying to like rope in what I learned through school. Like although like my degree within my drag. So like when I do these lip syncs and stuff like for me, it's it's really like an outlet for me to let out those emotions, you know, like for example, like all that shit that I was talking about with that boy and everything, like this is my way of like getting those emotions out because I literally cannot, I know this to an extent. However, like this just helps me, you know, you're, you're 1000% right. And any writer or artist, that's what they do to get their emotions out to create those great characters to create those great stories. And I know exactly sometimes you do need that big motivation to finally make you say, all right, I'm doing it. That's whether that helped me with the globe after an extremely embarrassing moment and doing this podcast is the ultimate distraction to showcase this. And, um, I, I admire that. And I think that's really cool what you do and it helps just establish your character. And as long as you, uh, are okay, Deal. But like establish the character and also like establish me too you know like uh, even like through through doing drag like i'm i'm finding so much about myself like so yeah much. and like it and it's honestly primarily confidence it's it's literally confidence like i'm finding that which is which is something that like i didn't have in school which is something that really hurt me in school you know like oh same here if i had this like if i had the confidence and like the self-worth that i have now like going through that acting program at heart i i i feel confident in saying that like i would be in a better place right now with my art you know what i mean for sure well definitely um Better late than never, and then we're we're of really course. glad you bring it out. You uh, bring this new whole aspect of your life to help you, most importantly, become more in depth with you as a person. And right. that's really, really sweet. And that's the best part of art and writing and anything creative, really. So it's just an extension of ourselves. As you said, writing like literally, like through the pandemic, like I I would just. Just like write, write about like like scenes and shit about like oh yeah that I would have with people that like kind of gives me anxiety. Like I'm not I'm not about to like approach this person with this this idea or whatever. But like I'll write it out in the scene. Like but like I'll write every single aspect. Like this could come out of it. This could come out of it. You know, like good, bad, and ugly. Like I write all of that and. It's so therapeutic. It's so therapeutic. Isn't it sweet once you find that that niche and the thing that just fits like a glove? Yeah. And it's yeah. So I don't. It's so, somewhat annoying that we have to go through so much shit to finally do it, but it is worth at the end of the day. I feel at least. Yeah. No, it is annoying. It is annoying that like anyone has to go through like heartache, like headache, like any of that shit. It should just it. Life should just be so much easier. It honestly should. 
And when you but find- it's not. And as I said, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Good, definitely cheers a drink to that. <laughs> and you find so many, if you learn about, I mean, I listen to podcasts on the reg and when you see all these artists explain how they came up with certain ideas, yeah, this, these stories came out for a very, from a lot of heartache and, but it gave just an important story for us all to, um, to, to deal with. Like for instance, you know, you know, Mary Poppins, um, freaking what's her name who wrote Mary Poppins. Um, one second. Mary Poppins. Can you bring that lime and tequila in here, if you don't mind? <laughs> Thank you so much. P.L. Travers, who wrote Mary Poppins. The story, her story, she had a bad relationship with her father. And Mary Poppins is just a story about kids trying to connect with their dad again at the end of the day. And they wrote Mary Poppins as that character to bring them together. Yeah, it's really fascinating. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, it was that all, at the end of the day, Mary Poppins is just a movie about trying to have their da- have their dad back because she didn't have a dad so she wrote this painful story but comes out with a lot of great things and she um got mary poppins out of it you know a less dark story you know tom kenny is the uh voice of spongebob he was a major stand-up comedian Wait, he, and he died, he died, right? No. Oh no no that was the creator steve what's his name creator oh, yeah, exactly. Um, but Tom Kenny, um, first he auditioned for SNL. Oh my God. I picture, I see college with that. Oh, <laughs> uh, you savage. But, anyways, Tom Kenny is, um, Tom Kenny got rejected. He auditioned not with SNL on SNL. He auditioned with uh, David Spade and Rob Schneider, and they said no. Oh, I know that's that was my reaction too when I found out. <laughs> so he he gets rejected. He's pretty bummed. He's trying to figure out voice jobs. He one day he goes to it's Christmas time and he sees a little person playing an elf, and he hears a similar SpongeBob voice. Man, this is the only work I can get. I hate doing this. This was my bad attempt at a SpongeBob voice, but. <laughs> He remembers that voice. Five years later, he's getting some more traction. He was doing some shows for um, Nickelodeon, like, ah, Real Monsters. He was a voice in Rocco's Modern Life. Mm-hmm. And they're trying to have him develop a show. And they say the SpongeBob, what do you see? He's like, oh, that, he, he, that little voice he remembered from that little person. He applies it, and, you know, he only changes a generation. So... But I'm bringing all those up because you learn that so many creative characters have to go through a lot to create the best characters and stuff. Right. So, right, right. I really it's like any artist, mind. any artist in general. Like no matter what your medium is, like even visual artists, you know, like Easily. painter, like they have to go through so much shit. Like I work with this guy Grant, and he he does some really great shit. Like if anyone wants to look him up, his name is Grant Wells on Instagram. Grant it's, Wells. It's amazing. It, like, his shit is... And I'm not even, like, trying to plug or anything. I'm just, like, I just found it the other day, and I had no idea about this kid. But, like, it's so abstract. And, like, that's also something that, like, I'm delving into is art. <laughs> <laughs> and, like... Please do. Yeah. Because, like, 
I don't know. Even like pictures, like make you feel something, you know, like the story. And that's anything, that's anything with art, like whether it's photography, whether it's painting, whether it's dance, whether it's fucking musical theater, whether it's a filmmaking to tell a story, it's a story to be told. Yeah. And honestly, then it's nothing. It's literally nothing. And that's no matter the language or what it is, that's how we have something to connect on an emotional level, the feels. That's what, at the end of the day, any movie that gives me the feel, I know it's good, or TV show, or or painting, or yeah. or stage production. Right, right. When I was in, when I was at heart, um, my vocal coach, he would, Larry Rakin, he would tell me his whole approach through singing is through acting. He was like, "It's okay if you fall flat or you go sharp. However, if you have tears coming down your eyes at that moment and you genuinely feel it." the audience is going to fucking feel that too. And it's it'll make, it just makes sense and it fits right in. Right, right. It fits right in. It fits right in. Exactly. Exactly. Because oh, if you're breaking down, obviously the song is going to break down too. You know what I mean? Like Easily. So is your drag sister ready to go yet or is she still getting ready? She's still so getting I'm ready. Still <laughs> having technical difficulties with the lashes. No worries. Take your time. That's what's great about having a Zoom account that we could do this forever. <laughs> One thing I want to do talk about social justice. You are very you are very active in the fight against social justice for 2020. And it's very inspiring. It's very cool to see. You helped inspire me to go out to um to protests and join. And um so Jordy, um so you were very active recently in the fight for social justice especially for people I'm, of color right i was um and i still am i still am of course That's yeah i know you were just you were extremely active and then you know as time as you know as a narrative switch it you might not exactly be tweeting it every single day but the fight is still going which is the right. point of it the fight to make and sure like, we to have honest, to be honest so like i have for example, what we talked about, like with that boy and everything, like I, I kind of like just got so wrapped up in my own shit. Mm-hmm. And I really don't like that because me, just me being me, like I will never fight for myself, but I'll, I will always fight for someone else. I will always try to fight for someone else as much as I can. You know what I mean? Yeah, and of course we encourage because you're worth fighting for yourself too. So, but like, but also like the protests. Oh, I was about to say I was about to say the protests have died down. They haven't. They haven't. No, it's the media coverage for it that has they died down. They have not died down at all. Yeah, they're just my involvement in them has died down because like I've been back to work. Blah, yeah, yeah, blah, like all that shit. You're dealing with your, you have your life to live too, but you're not leaving it. You're not leaving it. You're not having it leave your head. Exactly. Exactly. And also please, please understand like the second a fucking uh, BLM protest walks by JP, I'm there with like a tray full of drinks, black lives matter. I'm screaming at the top of my fucking lungs. You can wait for your motherfucking dirty martini, bitch. 
you can motherfucking wait. Give me five minutes with these people that are literally walking through the street. I'm screaming at the top of my lungs. Yeah. I had a table, I had a table complain to my manager that I did not deliver their drinks quick enough because I was involved in that. Yeah, I was involved in that. And you should have too. However, you weren't because your privilege allowed you to sit there on the Upper West Side enjoying your fucking dirty martini, period. You, oh, bitch, I'm getting mad. I'm getting mad. Calm down. (laughs) No, you're, you are right. You don't, those patrons don't have to, they don't have a fight. They don't have to fight for it because you have an opportunity to, to enjoy your dirty martini while you. But my thing is, is like, why are you judging? Why are you, why, why do you have any opinion about the people that are fighting for it? Exactly. Why? I, they're probably the same people who are promoting on social media to do it just for the likes and fads. They're the people who put a black square exactly. back in July just to not feel left out. And nothing else and nothing else. I mean, it's it just aggravates me. And it's such a time because, you know, like it's tough because as a mixed race person and seeing one side have a completely different skin tone than the other. And I and I know that they're MAGA and I'm just like and overhearing that they disowning this, talking down to the movement. And then you have somebody who may not be your blood relative, but through marriage, you have somebody. Would you say it to their face, what you're saying? No, they wouldn't. And it would make them uncomfortable. We have to make these talks uncomfortable because we've just seen so many unfair reasons throughout the dawn of history since, since the boy, since that dude, Christopher Columbus, discriminating right. against the indigenous also, people. Also, Matt, baby, history repeats itself. Clearly, yeah. Period. And so, and that's what I'm saying. Like, for example, today, I talked to my grandma today and she was like, are you still going to protest? I was like, no, actually I haven't. She was like, good, they don't do anything anyway. I was like, are you fucking kidding? Are you yeah. fucking kidding me? And then she, brings up, she, then she brings up the election and everything. And she was like, I asked her, I was, no, I actually told her, I was like, you better vote for Biden, obviously knowing she's like fucking Trump life. She was like, no, Trump has done more than blah, blah. And I just hung up on her. I hung up on her. I can't, I can't do that. I'm sorry you had to go through that. It's, it's just so disappointing. And especially, especially this year when I've learned how important it is to be your biggest fan. I think that was one of the biggest things I noticed because unfortunately these people shouldn't, aren't going to fight the fight worth fighting as long as you personally are. And not everybody can walk. Not everybody can donate, but everyone can at least have that, that mindset to know that something has to be changed. And the littlest things, can you do your civic duty and vote for people who will put policies in to make that fight easy? Right. Your civic duty, like, and that's what's so frustrating is like so many people are thinking like, Oh, I need to vote for this president. No, honey, you need to vote for your local government. Your local government is going to make changes for you, period, period. You're exactly right. That's the the local elections are the more important because they do directly affect you. And though, I mean, the federal one is extremely important and something has to be changed. Yes. Yes. Let me not diminish that. But yes, of course. Yeah. 
But um, no, of course, I know you weren't diminishing that, but I'm just saying you just you're not only voting for the presidential election and, you know, we I know a lot of people are complaining about our two candidates and yeah, it's we're definitely not voting for Trump. And I know Biden isn't exactly perfect himself, but you're going to vote for his VP. You're going to vote for his cabinet and you're going to vote for the Congress that we hope that they are working with. And you have to remember that at the end of the day. And, and if you, I know a lot of people are complaining, this is who we had. Maybe this will, we didn't have to put these people as our candidates either, whether you liked Elizabeth Warren or Mayor Pete or Andrew Yang or Bernie Sanders, like this is your, we let this be a lesson. You didn't have to put Biden in there, but do what you can now. And remember in four years when the, or when the primaries take place again, that you can vote for the, the person who makes you more comfortable to live. And on a national level, on a state and a local. So it's an emotional time. Clearly it's, it's, Honestly, like, I'm not, I'm not going to front, like, I will not be voting for Trump. I won't. I don't want to vote for Biden. I don't want to do it. I really don't. I don't like that whole cabinet. I don't like that whole, like, situation. I don't. Mm -hmm. I don't. However, that's our best choice, you know, like. And it sucks. It sucks so much that that is our best choice. Like, when is the next Obama coming around? Like, what the fuck? I thought of, I've been thinking about that, too. There has to be some person out there, even if they are a Republican or a Democrat, but there could be just somebody out there who. But see, really let me ask you this. Opponent. What is what is what is the um, what is the age requirement for a president? You just, president. Have, to be, you just have to be 35 and older. No matter if you're a man or a woman. Okay. 35 and, and, and you have to be a born citizen. Okay. Okay. But specifically 35 and older. 35 and older. And no matter who that man, woman, or person is, there has to be somebody out there who can be that star, who could be that, that young stud or that young um, powerful boss lady or that young other person who knows their shit. I just can't wait for that day. It's bound to be out there. When the fuck is it happening? Um, oh, oh my God. Okay, let's talk about this real quick. Okay, so. Mm-hmm. What's up? Marty Go Cummings. She. Marty uh, Go Cummings. Okay, take two. Marty Go Cummings, they mm-hmm. are a um, drag queen in New York City running for city council. Really? For my for Harlem, for like my area. Honestly, uh, I love, I love. And this is why I love New York so much. You know what I mean? Like you can have someone in drag right. run for common council and have a legitimate plan and it's not a joke. And like also the thing with Marty is that like as as a like LGBTQ, as a drag queen, blah blah blah. I feel represented. However, even if I wasn't in drag, Marty's still representing those marginalized communities in our, yeah. in our neighborhood. You know what I mean? Like, 
such an advocate for for marginalized communities. And it's, I joined, I actually recently just joined the LGBTQ task force for Harlem. Oh, all right. Congratulations. Thank you. It's great. I love it. There's like four people. It's only been four people for the past like three years. I'm the fifth pe- people. <laughs> but it's great. It's great. Um, we're, we're just doing shit like planning like different fundraisers for like the Okra Project, which, which funds um, trans black trans women and men in New York. Like it funds their transportation. It funds their, uh, anything they need, health insurance, like all that shit. (sighs) Yeah. But this is, I I think this is a good move for me because like I was like in the middle, like early in the pandemic, I was doing like fundraisers for like different organizations Mm -hmm. and everything kind of got overwhelmed with that. However, like being in this task force, I have other people like to back me up with that. So like, I can just be like, Hey, I have this idea. And then we do it as a group. You know what I mean? Instead of like, just of course. Making, yeah. gives a new motive and new perspectives. And that yeah. will help with your storytelling later on from doing experiences like that. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. man. You know, another no, thing I'm going through, I'm going through a lot right now, like across the board and, I'm here for it. I'm here for it. <laughs> Lily's ready, honey. All right. Let's bring out Lily. Hey, for a studio audience. Hey, How are you doing? Sorry I took so long, but you know, it takes a lot to look this pretty. You know? <laughs> of course. No, man. Better late than never. And welcome. Welcome to the Productive Conversations, Lily. You're going to grab a seat. Oh, oh. I'm gonna grab a bouncy ball. Whatever, whatever is your most makes you the most comfortable. Literally a bouncy ball. It is because I don't have furniture. I just moved like two months ago. (laughs) No worries. (laughs) Can we just just slightly move? Can we slightly just move that uh, mic? Just because your head's in, we don't want your head in the way, or just. Oh no! Yeah. Okay. Great. Pretty big head already. Is that good? (laughs) No, I was having. Yeah, this is good. I was having a debate about big heads because I got a big head. And I say big heads strive in this world. Uh, no, big heads are the driving force of the universe. Duh. That's what you I'm know? saying. How did the universe start? The Big Bang, you know? <gasps> the Big Bang, honey. <laughs> <laughs> so how are you doing tonight, Lily? What's going on? Well, it's all going good. This is actually like my fifth or sixth time doing drag makeup. So that's why it's taking me a little bit. But we live, we laugh, we loud. Oh, yeah. No. This We're is where like, we all start somewhere. Also, you have you have an Instagram I can, uh, you know, to help promote the show. Yeah, it's uh, Miss uh, MS dot Lily Garcia. That's my Instagram. Great. I will send an add-on and I will help you with you help promote. So Miss, how do I spell this? Just M-S dot Lily Garcia. Lily is L-I-L-Y and Garcia like the uh, ice cream. Lily, that's all one word? Garcia? Lily Garcia, all one word, yes. Okay. I'm like my grandma trying to to type. (laughs) 
All was- right. I just added you so we can um once this is once this is done, definitely promote it. Thank you. Namaste. Namaste. I you know, I know Namaste. Uh because we were talking about that girl I was uh hanging out with the Upper East Side. She was a yoga instructor. Namaste means inner peace. Yeah, it, well, I think what it means is like my soul un, like sees your soul. Oh, okay. Great. So it's like a greeting, but like of the most spiritual type. It was like my being recognizes your being. Excellent. I love it. Well, namaste to all of us here. Killing it on this triple threat podcast, the Productive Conversations podcast. So I was talking to Jade a little bit on what the drag lifestyle does for her. What does it do for you, Lily? I mean, I've, I'm a baby. I just started recently. Mm-hmm. But I have discovered that while some people have a different com- uh, like personality when they put the makeup on, yeah, I just feel like the same, just prettier. <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah, and that's like been weird because you know I hear every queen like, oh, you know, when the brow goes on and the lip is on, I'm a woman. Uh, I just feel like just having fun playing around with just colors and makeup. Of just course, <laughs> you're enhancing. Your inner being. I exactly. love it. That's what we need. Let me ask you, ladies. Yes. So you've lived in Manhattan during the pandemic, and I assume you haven't left at some point. Is it really, is it, has it really been that batshit crazy experiencing that? You've been here the whole time? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I never yeah. left. I never left. Word. Um, well, for me specifically, I was kind of, you used to it because I actually moved from Puerto Rico on 2017. Uh, Right after after Hurricane Maria. Can you flip that switch? So, uh, first ever Category 5 hurricane, the strongest one. Oh, my. Uh, Yeah, and, uh, you know, it tore my house a little bit. Uh, And we thought we were going to go down. And then after that, we survived. We cleaned up. We rebuilt. A couple of months later, earthquakes everywhere. Bam, bam, like kind of like seven point something in the Richter scale. Everything's shaking. uh, Buildings crumbling, blah, blah, blah. And now coronavirus. Mm. So this is my third one. So... Uh, so you've I'm had like, some. I'm, I'm like I I survived two already. What's one more? <laughs> so you low key have been prepared for for catastrophes in this world, huh? Oh, no. I I literally was moving the day that they shut down the city to my new apartment. Oh man! And I was just chill. Everyone was like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. I was chill. That's what I, that's, you know, that was how I was looking at it. You know, as I said, I used to be a commuter to the city and um, was that, you know, a commuter five years and then was interviewing again amongst this. I remember talking to one of my interviewers about this pandemic and what a joke that was. Now I was like, hey, this, oh, I hope it doesn't get over here. And, uh, well, <laughs> oh, oh, no. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I just, I don't know. I just, whether it was my naiveness to not take it 
I mean, of course I took it seriously and, and definitely paying attention, but like I never felt like the sky was falling like other people have. And maybe that was just from hearing I've, I've like, I used to hear a lot of old war stories from my uncles and stuff. And when they heard like, Oh, that's some real shit people went through and like, yeah, this <laughs> pandemic sucks and, and um, it's something to deal with, but it could be a lot worse, you know? No, it's, it's, a matter of perspective because mm. when that happened to you what was it your grandfather yeah like my my uncles like great uncles when i was a kid they well you know for them the worst society was at the moment they were feeling a certain way yeah but they lived through it you know and it didn't really become a thing until like years later then people would look back and be like wow that would that was actually really bad Definitely, you're, you're, you're right. And that's the thing that's happening, I think, right now with coronavirus, which is kind of like a Stockholm Syndrome kind of thing. Like, mm-hmm. you know, right now it's not that bad. It's We're living through it. But I bet you one or two years after, later, it's going to be, holy crap, that was intense. Yeah. Yeah. Dad, I... Crazy. You know, do you guys think, do, do you guys think that, like, history, as I said earlier, like, history repeats itself, like, Oh yeah. Oh yeah. This what is about, like, but like what, that's what I'm saying. Like, what about this? Like during the pandemic, is it going to repeat itself? Like, I mean, it, it, probably uh, being prepared for a catastrophe, depending, you know, we saw this coming. I mean, I think they knew as early as Dece- November, December, that there's this airborne disease that could reach our country. And this can hopefully teach us, even if it's, if we're overreacting, get ready because we've seen how much this shit sucks and we've sadly lost 200,000 people and we're not forgetting them and um, we can't forget them and we got to make sure we continue to keep them to keep to make sure nobody else falls if, if something like this happens again. That's the thing. Well, nobody falls, you know. We don't want anyone else to fall. Like, I, I was gonna, I was gonna give your um to viral meme pages if you fell right there, Jade. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, yeah, no, but wait, you have to edit that out because I'm wearing gym shorts with like this whole thing. So like, <laughs> that's not gonna be cute. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I can fit. All right, if we're just if we're gonna edit that out, just just, I just basically say. But um. But yeah, we just the difference now for what we can learn, our lessons learned is to being prepared for for such a thing. Pay attention to people who are work in science, especially the medical fields, and also give credit to and more appreciation for our health system and EMTs who actually I mean we know the stories throughout the world. 18-hour shifts, not knowing if you're going to be home, sleeping out in a tent because you don't know how contagious this is. Sometimes more than 18. They have to sleep and not even sleep. They they can only take a nap in one of those, like, rooms where the characters from Grey's Anatomy used to have sex in. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Yes, exactly where they are having. So... Have you, you guys? Know this oh man! So well, wait, wait, I need I need to ask something. Yes. Because this is my first time meeting you. Of course. Uh, and I know you two were frat brothers, right? That's right. Our frat brothers. Yes. Uh, 
I have a vagina. What are you talking about? <laughs> I'm a like, woman, honey. How, how long ago <laughs> was it? Like, tell me about the 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 first meeting because I don't I I don't know that. Oh wait, Matt, yeah, this is a great trip. Matt, wait, wait, do you do you remember? Do you actually remember the first time that we had like our pledge um our pledge thing? Our first like our first like official meeting together. Not like or the pledge of the Russian not as like an official pledge class, but it was like it was it was like recruitment or whatever. Yeah, they had the rush week. Um, so yeah, basically, we um, I've known Jordan for six years now. Um, uh, we met pledging Theta Chi fraternity. Uh, spring twenty what a military fraternity, and I'm what (laughs) in a wig and makeup. Now that is progress, huh? <laughs> but yes, we oh, met Pledge of Pal, honey. <laughs> That was Raquel. Live your life. Don't forget, remember, we had um I mean uh oh I forgot what I was gonna say, but we had a kick ass <laughs> pledge class. Very diverse. Um it was uh Fine. nine Fine. of us and we met at a rush event. And uh, yeah, our first meeting out, they had this place called the um, the complexes. These like literally, they look like tenement houses in downtown. Dead ass, dead ass. Same exact thing. They look like tenements down in the Lower East Side. These piece of shit buildings, and they put us there to help meet each other. And dead ass, bitch. Dead ass. We had a pretty annoying three months trying to pledge a fraternity. They say the most. Wait, wait, wait. You have. It was a three-month process. Yeah. Yeah, just about from January to uh, April, where we just had to do an annoying favors. Well, like, okay, they give you. They give you like. I don't know this. I'm from Puerto Rico. We don't have a lot of frat houses in Puerto Rico, so of course. That culture is like new to me. I'm they like, gave it. Oh, David no. Attenborough right now. So like we spent, <laughs> like, we spent like what, like half a month to a month, like getting to know the brothers and whatever, and then they give you a bid. And once you get a bid, you go through the, like the three month, like exactly. Process. Yeah, we created that repertoire without giving too many fraternity secrets for respect of the people no, no, fraternities. No, no. But yeah, no, of course, yeah. Born to silence. Oh, is that a, is that a? Fr- Edit that out. Sorry. Oh no no no. We didn't we didn't say <laughs> no no. We didn't say anything that we didn't give away any secrets. That that's what every fraternity does. But I do need to ask, is that moment that's considered like secret, like we see in some like porns? Like no. Are you talking no. about like the, the elephant walks and the walk. no, no I can honestly and confidently say our put process revolved no nudity and it didn't involve anybody getting hit. Wow, that's however some people did get hurt. <laughs> yes. However, some people got- <laughs> emotionally and physically. Yes. Okay. People might have gotten hurt, but um <laughs> but yeah, you know, like it, it was it was quite a time most fun you never want to have again you know i could debate <laughs> i could debate that but um, i would go through it again like it was you go, cute. You're like the <laughs> also, but also i was i was the token gay though i was the token gay they really didn't push me that much like they didn't push me that much like if i was like no i don't really want to do that there was no questions asked they were like, oh, <laughs> I was like okay, okay honey all right yeah you know it was they- Knew, they knew that I would have been like, hate crime, bitch. Hate crime. 
I'm thinking of certain people in our in my head right now who could probably say that. Like, it's just so but like cool, also cause... Matt Matt having Justin as my big did not help me at all like <laughs> at all <laughs> oh my god seriously no I really think our fraternity should get promoted on and just showing how diverse it really was it was like for our campus so diverse which is why the girls fucked with us yeah honestly. like we were at an actual cool fraternity despite how weird and different people fucked with us there was somebody for everyone and out of all the fraternities there was there's eight fraternities out of the seven you could have somebody from it was like our team like it's right. like an all-star team where you can have somebody come and join but see it's also like Correct me if I'm wrong, but like I also feel that like the Hart School had a huge, at least when we were there, the Hart School had a huge presence in Greek life. So I had Easily. I had girls in SDT, I had girls in DG, I had girls in uh fucking uh, what was yeah. that? Be what was that I'm one? Saying, that yeah. one. Ugly- <laughs> 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 what was that one ugly one? Um, <laughs> find you, find you, find you. That one. Um, I don't even know who you're talking about, but it's a read. Oh my god, I'm calling it. We're having a, I'm having a few DMs, texts about that. But fuck it, you know, it's a different time. But um, exactly, it's a different time. So they're they're. <laughs> I'm just a tourist here, folks. Exactly, okay. man. You know, definitely taking a drink to that one. So, um, yes, definitely cheers. Cheers, <laughs> cheers again. <laughs> cheers to getting to know each other right here. Lahaya, Matt. You are What's up? Matt, come play with us. Uh, up at Harlem? No, no, no. I definitely no. doubt it, chill. I I'm definitely doubt it, chill. I yeah, let's to, do it. Uh, I have to get my uh, refill, BRB. All right. Can we can we take a break? I need to pee. Yeah, so I'm going to just end this session real quick, but I'm going to invite you to another one. Oh, perfect. Okay. We're back. First off, just see of my two guests, Lily and Jada. Is there a difference between the two of them? And if you can figure it out, let me know, and you might get a, supr- a prize. <gasps> All right, so. It better be a gift card, bitch. Shit. Well, <laughs> trust me. I would gladly give a gift card once I get a new job. Bitch, I need to get. Yeah. Give me I that can gift. Venmo you. You know, I used to Venmo. I'd said, friends, I'll Venmo you, and I would literally Venmo them a dollar. I still Venmoed you if they are right. I didn't say how much I'd Venmo you. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's the thing. Yeah. Just say you. Just say you'll. Exactly. You don't have to say anything. Just say you'll Venmo. Like (laughs) one cent, twenty-five cent, a dollar. Nobody needs to know. Nobody needs to know. The the thing is, something was Venmo. Exactly. (laughs) You held your. You held your end. Period. Hey. Exactly. You can't get me back with. I wasn't lying. So, ladies, I happen to know you both are servers, and your servers in Manhattan. During the pandemic, yeah. Um, can you tell me how that's been? Have you guys, uh, you felt like, oh my God, who could be the one? Who I could? So am I I've, potentially do it serving somebody who's sick? Oh, oh, well. <laughs> going, I'll get into that, but like, 
I don't know. I was I was asked back to my restaurant like the second that Cuomo announced outdoor dining was a thing. Okay. The second that was announced, I was back at work. So I've been back since I want to say May. I honestly don't know. I honestly don't know. No, yeah, since they opened like the outdoor city. That was in May. That was in May. That was in May. Was it? <laughs> or, I, or was it June? No, it was. What? No, no, no. It was. It was over the before, summer. It over was, the summer. Yes, it was before July because I celebrated my birthday at our home bar where we met. Okay. Uh, All right. Is, Happy belated. Which bar is that? Sweet, sweet. bar. It's just called Sweet Bar. Yeah, but S-U-I, like hotel suite. Like a hotel suite. Okay. Is it a great place to go? No. Oh, but that's what makes it the best place to go. (laughs) (laughs) You know, if you're thinking like gayest dive bar in New York City, you can't go downtown because where you have like your Hell's Kitchen, your like Twinkie. Right. Mm-hmm. If you want the fringes of the gay community, come over to Sweet Bar. You are more than welcome. All right. We have our free advertising for the Sweet Bar. <laughs> exactly. I us, exactly. I hope they give and us some deals. listening, pay us. Pay you us. Should. At least I'm down with, with that. Well, at least with a show spot so we can start our performing drag. Easily. Is that like... Is that what's like on the horizon once we have more phases you want to start performing? Like that oh, is that is a thing? Oh, so you, of course. And you haven't uh, had the chance to perform yet wow. because of the pandemic. Okay. The only, the only thing that like for me personally, the only thing I've been able to do is like create my own shit, which like yeah. I haven't, the only thing I've created is like one lip sync video and that's it. But like. No, I, but still, but like that, that still bleeds into like Broadway and like other performers, like cabaret performers and everything. Yeah, like, of course. No, you have to like create your own shit. That, you know? That's what I'm saying. Like, although this quarantine because of the pandemic wait. has been uh, mostly negative, mm-hmm. uh, hashtag fuck 2020. Right. Uh, Easily. It has, it has uh, let us do some things that we wouldn't have done otherwise. Right. right. Like, since we have been like second dick on 163rd apart from that and 162nd uh (laughs) we haven't been able to go out or whatever and we've always had this interest in drag it was like our time to you know start playing around start seeing what looks good and because we have the time to do it exactly because you have the time everything was shut down right so you start the first one or two times you do it, you start bleeding into the fantasy, and then you're like, oh even my if God. it doesn't look good, but like still, yeah. it looked, it like you you feel it. You know what I mean? Like and then most you, important, feeling it. Exactly. And then you hear like a certain song or see a certain video, mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, I want to do this lip sync. Like, and you start imagining. I don't know about you, but I start imagining like the whole thing i have like at least 10 numbers in my head ready to go because, that's what i like to hear go for yeah. your dreams go for your passion expand it right but like i feel i feel like that's like for both of us like we're both performers like in and out of drag like we're both performers however yep. for me personally doing drag is just like more of 
it's it, 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 it's sort of like more of a fulfillment of of that uh performance aspect if that makes sense like yeah like as you know like i went to school for for acting went to like did that but like now i'm i'm finding i'm finding ways that i can wrap in everything that i learned from school within this drag persona i'm literally creating a whole new person a whole new person oh we we always big fans of people who create those characters like that and enhance enhance their skills even more and yeah. and that's really that's really admirable and i love hearing that but also this is a thing like as i was telling you like the drag com- community in New York City is, it's pretty close. It's pretty, like, small. It's pretty close-knit. A tight niche. Yeah. Yeah. Some, uh, which is, like, it's, same thing with theater. However. The Broadway. Exactly. However, I think, like, just in my experience, all the drag queens that I've talked to, they, they've all been so supportive. They're, they're all like, this is what you should do. Let me, let me give you this makeup. Like, let me, I've never used this before here. You take this, you might find something to do. Like I literally, I have two cases like underneath my feet right now from like Miss Gay America from Pattaya Heart. Like she, no, really, she gave me so much shit. Especially, Especially like the drag queens that live of being a drag queen. Right. Right. That's their living. Which, like, honestly, my favorite for everyone. Are you recording? Yeah, we're recording. Yeah, we're yeah, recording. For everyone listening, we're my alive. my favorite New York queen is Laguna Blue. Laguna Blue. Laguna Blue. Matt, also, please look her up. She's a live singing queen. She fucking kills every fucking thing from makeup to hair to body to fucking voice. Everything she does is pure. Like, and she's got that talent with it too on top of this exactly she has a very big talent i'm i'm i want it i put it in my notes somebody uh about these two drag queens that i saw some of their videos and hilarious they they comment on some netflix shows i'm just looking deep in this yeah they have their own show called there is one thing you should know i am the walking wiki of drag race she knowledge. Is. She is. She is. She is. Are you really? I'm in the Wait, presence Matt. of greatness right now with that. Matt, I'm do like, you watch do you watch Drag Race? I've seen a couple episodes, yes. Okay, so no. So <laughs> right. No, you know like Ross the intern? He's one of the judges. I think the guy's hilarious. Oh, it's uh Ross Matthews. Yeah, well I know him as Ross the intern from <laughs> the Tonight Show, but yes. No, that's literally was the character. Right. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> but yes, I have seen um, a couple episodes. My mom's a fan, and uh, one of my good friends is too. So uh, I Wait, am. Your mom, your mom watches? Yeah, she'll watch sometimes. Oh, I yeah. live for Actually, that. Actually, my mother has only seen one season, and it was this last uh, All Star season five. Mm-hmm. And it was because there was a queen from Puerto Rico, Alexis Mateo. No way. Yeah, and and uh, she had been there before, but she hadn't been there for like almost seven, eight years. So she came back to the competition for this like all stars, the best of the best, making that comeback. And they actually did a whole article of it in the newspapers in Puerto Rico, which I found surprising because Puerto Rico is kind of like homophobic a little bit. Mm-hmm. It's kind of changing. Right really? Now. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 
Um, but they did that article, that and, and she was like so. so excited to finally see a Puerto Rican queen. I was like, I'll send you the links. You'll see the show. Link up. Incredible, incredible. I love hearing comeback stories like that. But um, yeah, I've, I've going seen... Back, going back into like serving and shit in the restaurants. Okay. Crazy. It's honestly crazy. Like people, people, in my opinion, people are like so much extra than anything they need to be. You know, like... For example, like our, our restaurant is right next to a garden. So mm-hmm. like when, as soon as the sun sets, we get little critters that come out, Aww. of course, like it's fucking, it's New York city. Yeah. <laughs> it's New York city. There are rats everywhere you look. So like we I'm have, rat. Exactly. <laughs> I'm a pigeon, the rat of the sky, but the, the rats come out. I'm also not a pitching. I can't fly, but like, you can try it though. You can try it. Um, anyway, ADHD. Um, the rats come out and then everyone like puts a fit and they literally expect us to like give them a free meal because there are rats. No, you are outside dining. You are literally, you made the choice to come out to eat. And yeah, you didn't have to do it. Oh man, is is the same thing happening to you, Lily? You having some bad customers out there? I actually have the complete opposite experience. Really? Oh, yeah. <laughs> really? I'm sure, all servers across <laughs> like, the world would love that. Even even um, I work uh, at a restaurant that also has like <clears throat> a couple of tables outside. Since Daddy Cuomo let us have. <laughs> Daddy Cuomo. <laughs> Daddy. Zeddy. Oh, and there's a story behind that. <laughs> he let the restaurants, like, have the outdoor permit permanently, which yep. is great. Right. Uh, which is great. Honestly, yeah. Um, regardless of whether they're outside or inside, I have been met with the nicest of people. Like every time I go up to a table, one time, it was like the first or second day when they allowed indoor dining. And one of my first tables was this table of four people that was mama, papa, and the two children, the Mm -hmm. boy and the girl. I went up to the table, you know, with my mask and my gloves and everything sanitized. Let's do this. The first thing they do is the parents put their masks on. So they're also like taking me into consideration. And when the kids are not doing what they're doing, they like let them know, like, kids, put your mask on. Yeah. All did. And we talked like that. And it was so chill. And, you know. Chivalry's not dead. That is assuring to hear. Yeah. It's just like a matter of different experiences i guess because like we also this is new york city we also have to take into consideration the place the restaurant is at right mm-hmm. right because where's your that part like yeah, not, without right. saying a yeah restaurant where what area is your restaurant upper west side between between 80th and 85th so so it's it's you know not it's not as populated as like midtown but still you know good amount of people but no no that's that's it 
like the area is not as populated as Midtown. However, the restaurant is more populated than most restaurants in Midtown right now. That's the right thing. now. And yeah, because you still have the residents of New York City who still right. need a place to eat. Right. And they have been like, they're sick of staying inside for so long. But also, definitely. Also, what I'm dealing with is like people, people that live in the neighborhood. So like they live there, they walk around and shit. This one woman, she comes by, she has two dogs. She walks by every single night. These dogs are not on leashes. They're literally just going <laughs> all throughout the tables. Just, like, I, I trust up, you. Like, random biscuits and like chicken and everything on the floor. And I'm like, bitch, put your fucking dog on a leash. This is our fucking dining room right now. Like, I understand. Like, why, why are you even asking? Why are you even dealing with that? You don't need to do it. Honestly. With that. Matt, oh, Matt, Matt, why am I dealing with half of the shit that I'm dealing with, oh, honestly? And, mm. and can I say something real quick? Of course, you can say whatever you want. This is what surprises me. Because my restaurant, I will not name it or say where it is, but <laughs> it's close to like uh, Columbus Circle. Yeah, yeah, I used to work over there. So you so. know that area is full of... Yeah, like, CNN. Yeah, oh, exactly. Yeah, right there, you got Whole Foods, you got the mall. Oh, Big I fan. love that mall. Amazon Books. Woo! Uh, <laughs> Shouts to Amazon Books, indeed. I'm a nerd. That's what I do. I read. Uh, so There's also know, Trump ta- Trump Hotel over there. Shut the fuck up. I always like whenever I, I I go to work and I pass by that building where I see it. I do, always do like a getting a loogie in there. <laughs> 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 Uh, you were saying though, but you know that area is full of very rich old people. Oh yeah, very yeah. affluent. Those are the people that are like keyword oh, privilege. Like oh, there uh, we have a ticket to the ballet. We have a ticket to the opera. We have to go blah blah blah. I can't wait to go to my penthouse and look over Central exactly, Park West. Exactly, and <laughs> there you would think that coming back to work, you would have that attitude of like. Oh, I'm more powerful. I have money, blah, blah, blah. (laughs) But I actually received the complete opposite, which surprises me. It's like they're chill. They're understanding. They they know what we're going through. Yeah. And even when I feel like my service isn't at 100% of what could be, they still thank me and appreciate me not only verbally but with tips as well yeah i was about to say i hope they're pro- properly tipping you especially in this time yeah since so, you guys made the cut of uh that's why servers that's are you real are you like indoor yet yeah have you been serving indoor yep indoor and out sometimes i'm the only one on the floor so i have to be running from inside mm-hmm. and out all day has that been an adjustment or it's been fine to uh I mean, uh, it's been an adjustment, but I uh, worked it in my mind that I had to get rid of my COVID pounds, mm. so I don't mind running around. <laughs> yes, that quarantine weight. I uh, I had a good three months of, of getting rid of it. I'm back to where I was right before. and uh, That's why I'm I don't mind happy. running right now. That's why you don't like running? No, hey. that's why I don't mind Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's literally like a paid exercise. I do. I'll take a rebel. Thank you. 
I ain't running. <laughs> I challenge you to the 100 push-up challenge, Jada. You could do it. You could do it all day. Test, test at 10. 100. <laughs> no. Fuck the push-ups. 100 blowjobs, baby. I'll do that. Shit. <laughs> I mean, whatever to burn the calories. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to be the referee, by the way. <laughs> can i ask you something just on a semi-serious note one of the yeah. things if you don't mind me not really getting political but i really want to um as part of the lgbtqi plus community and we see right now there's we sadly lost justice ruth bader ginsburg right and they have what's her name amy what amy uh, uh Cold something cooler cooler i don't know let me amy coney barrett barrett i was so close and we have the fear right now um that if she is confirmed and becomes a supreme court justice that they might be overturning some big landmark cases and some of them include um you know roe v wade and hopefully do not they do not take away the woman's right to have an abortion. And then we have Ogerfell um, versus Hodges, which was a landmark case that made same-sex marriage legalized across the United States. And I know there's a legit concern for, especially your community, that she might help overturn that. Do you guys have that fear? Um, do you, uh, are you paying attention to what's going on, seeing if... I mean, I don't understand why they would, those justices would take the time to do that again because it's improved so many people's lives. I, I just wanted to see where your guys' heads were at with that. I mean, as it stands, like just as a general idea, it is a scary one. Yeah, uh, you, yeah, you, you really feel your community and yeah. people, your peers are, are fear, have legitimate fear. I can understand. Yeah, uh, I can understand. I can. I can't understand what you're going through personally, but I can understand the the fear someone could have for taking a, uh, you know, understand what's going on. Right, but like you do. But like, I feel like you do understand because like you are an ally, Matt. Like you, you're such a. You advocate so much. Like, I couldn't. I literally couldn't even ask you to advocate more for me. Like, and you don't do it for me. Like personally, you do it for our community. Like. Absolutely. There's so many amazing stories and people and inspiring people from the LGBTQI plus community. So absolutely. And like, I, I, I mentioned this because you guys need to help prove and show that this can't happen, how it's directly affecting two people in the community. And it's a legit concern. And that's the thing, not only us, not only us, like we are in the community, but like also we get, there's only so much that we can do. Like we, we fight for our trans brothers and sisters, like yeah. every fucking day, you know what I mean? But like at the end of the day, we need, we need our allies, just like the BLM movement. Like yeah. we, they need the white allies. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it won't, it's not possible without the white allies to help bring them change. And, and if, of you, course. And of if course. like for a couple of <laughs> listeners out there that don't agree with the race perspective for whatever reason, think of it in a military one. We would uh, the U.S. wouldn't have won World War II without 
the allies. Yeah. So Ooh. if it was Ooh. if it weren't for Ooh. the allies, the UK would have been like Hitler country. Exactly. Right? But because of people that didn't necessarily agree with you or understood you, but were right behind you. Because yes. we didn't share everything, but we shared we had some things in common. And this is this is our time to do that. And that's why I am a proud ally. And that's why I am somebody who wants help because there's going to be times when I need help with something and I need anybody could come together to help me. So, but also like, I fight. You just, I'm sure you understand, but like you, you, Matt Brown have helped so many people just know, just know all those people are literally at, at your home. Like the second you need us, like bitch, come on. Oh, we're there. Well, take it for granted. Thank you for that. I, I will say, first time meeting you, but if someone comes up for you, I will cut a bitch. Exactly. She knows. Exactly. I've been on someone before. Period. So. Period. I love it. Period. <laughs> we're definitely taking a drink to that. Oh, to, cheers. Cheers to that, honey. The allies. And let's, let's hope America could come in. <laughs> with, so... All right, let's talk about some more fun things. I was just curious, mm-hmm. living in Manhattan, mm-hmm. whether pre-COVID, during COVID, or, well, it's not really post-COVID, or some like in celebrity encounters you guys had recently, before and after. Last night, I had uh, John Legend in my restaurant. <gasps> Oh my goodness! Really? No way! I mean, I I know he's had a tough couple of weeks, but um, how was it? And Chrissy? Oh no, no, he was by himself. He was meeting some friends. Uh, I didn't serve him, but I saw him, and I, you know, cartoon uh, jaw to the floor. Like, you ever you you know the show Arthur? I love Arthur. <clears throat> I love Arthur. What are you talking about? <laughs> Doesn't John Legend look like Arthur? Shut the up! Glasses. Shut up! <laughs> you ever notice that? <laughs> Don't do that to that man. I, I I wasn't the one that compared him to Arthur. It was hey, not- what can I say? <laughs> Arthur went far. I think Arthur's still making it. I think Arthur's still on the air. <laughs> I mean, probably on PBS. That's yeah. what it was. It was a great show. Wait, who was who was that one dumb bitch on Arthur? She was like that <laughs> dumb bitch that we all had in the our kinder- one. No, the one that we all what had like kindergarten through second grade that like everyone hated. She was always the one bitch <laughs> with the stank puss. Like, who was that bitch? She was like she was like an art. Oh no, Arthur was an art bark. But like, oh, was she was- Muffy? There was Francine. Muffy, that bitch. Muffy with a fucking pussy ass muff. She had the puffy, that motherfucking mug, that motherfucking mug. See, I never, well, not never, but I seldom watched Arthur when I was uh, a youngling. Because yeah. in, in Puerto Rico, you know, it's another, Puerto Rico's weird because we have like our own culture and like we speak Spanish. Like English is my second language. Yeah. 
Uh, but we still have like Barney. That's the one thing I mm-hmm. remember. Most. In English or Spanish? In both, actually. Okay, cool, cool. But I, I learned the goodbye song, the I Love You song, both in English and in Spanish. You know. Uh, that's one of my <laughs> many talents. Uh, I love it. <laughs> but, yeah, like, oh, and I also remember Teletubbies. <gasps> Do you remember Out of the Box? No. What Out of the Yo, though, they played, the dude played the with that pumpkin. What, what is that? Was it a pumpkin? It was like, or maybe it was a, I don't know if it was a pumpkin. I don't think it was something. He was, you know. What kind of show was that? It was just like a music show. Like, it was like Barney without the dinosaur. Well, I will ask you this. I can't do it. Like, and I bet $2 to each of you that you will not know what this is because nobody ever has. Did you guys, when you were a children, ever watch Bernard and his watch? Bernard and his watch. I think I missed on. I missed out on Bernard and his watch. Maybe you showed me a picture. But that is, that is Google it right now. That I l- lived for in my childhood, and nobody knows. It's this like UK show about a little kid that somehow gets a watch that can stop time. And nobody knows what that is. And I honestly, for like a couple of years, I thought it was a fever dream <laughs> until like until accessible Google came around and I was like, let me Google this. Just I got to find it. <laughs> let me Google this. And I found out it was actually real. It's a show from the UK about a kid that has a watch that can stop time. Bergen and his watch. No, wait, what was that? She said. Wait, wait, I thought you said Bergen and, wait, what and his watch? Bernard. Bernard, oh, whoa. Bernard, because his name in Spanish was Bernardo y su reloj. (laughs) Bernardo y su reloj. Okay, so this is for anyone who can see. That is Bernard's watch. Yes, yes. Uh, that is like one it. of the. I, I'm gonna find some. Like for me, that's one of my best childhood shows, and apparently, no one in the U.S. knows that show. What? And you want to know the thing that I really envied about him? that whenever he didn't want to go to school and just sleep in, he would click his watch, time would stop, and he could sleep however long he wanted. (laughs) Isn't that a dream? That's like a better melatonin. Imagine (laughs) having to go to work at 8 a.m. and you just freeze time like at 7.30 and just keep on sleeping until you get to go. There must have been some intense character development throughout the seasons. Oh, no, there was. <laughs> there was not. <laughs> don't, don't imagine any time travel. No Doctor Who. It's not a time traveling. <laughs> so, what other? <laughs> what other things are you ladies binging? Are you watching um, anything right now? Schitt's Creek. Oh. Are you kidding? Creek. Creek. That show goes in. Uh, that show is great. It goes all out goes all out but like also makes me feel like so 
Oh, I just want to love like David and Patrick. I, I want to have a Patrick in my love. life. Hey, it's not too late. Oh, Maybe remember remember what we said, Jada. One swipe away, they're just one swipe away. <laughs> oh, honey, one swipe away and five feet away. Oh, swiper, uh. no swiping. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna make that my bio. See, see what see what funny comments <laughs> I'm, I'm saying. Have you ever had some intense like pickup lines? Anyone's that made you chuckle or laugh? Like someone once, someone on Bumble hit me up and said, <laughs> they, they said, um. Can I have some cream cheese for those bay goals? <laughs> well, I said I yes. Say, from my experience, Jada has already talked about this, but like Grinder. Yes. Uh, most of the first interactions you have in Grinder, instead of being like cutesy like that, like, hey, how you doing? Or <laughs> I'm just sorry. It's usually a picture of a penis. Oh, so very, or so very ass. blunt. Or or a rectum, and you're like. So well, so are you, so are they? Do they put on the comments like this could be all yours? And no, you're like, I just send a picture and hope for the best. <laughs> I, the- that is a different world. I have to come up. I feel like I have to to come up with some some specific line that has to get a specific amount of interest and points, and then I just waste my time. I'd rather just say hey and then just see if they care enough to talk. Matt, have you ever been to a drag show? No. Well, you're going to be to one when you come to ours. I'll put it down. Honey. Will will there be food and drinks there? Of course. Okay, then that's all that matters. Honestly, (laughs) you know when uh, you guys started recording the podcast and I said, I'm still getting ready. I was (laughs) A tipping point between sober and tipsy, and it wasn't until I became tipsy that I was like, "Here I am, here I am." So trust and believe. For this, there needs to be alcohol involved. Oh, of course. Of course. <laughs> also, before before the pandemic, um, at Sweet, our bar that we met at, our home bar, Lou Lou used to, what was it, Tuesday nights karaoke? Thursday nights. I used to host Thursday night karaoke there. Right. No way. Yeah. Yeah, it was great. And, like, there was a huge crowd that would come out, too. Like, huge. My, cra- my crowd was huge. Yes. Huge. <laughs> uh, <laughs> huge. Very huge. It's a very huge crowd huge. tonight. Amazing, iconic, uh, legendary, huge. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I used to host uh, Thursday night karaoke's there. Um, I wouldn't get into this get up into like all drag and shit. Mm-hmm. But I would put like some eyeshadow, play with a liner. And I still have my beard. Like I have a, I had a scruffy beard. It was yeah. like it's trying to go like that androgynous kind of look. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it still looked cute, you know. I still painted my lips red as I should, and I still did my eyeshadow. But uh, now I've upped it. Excellent, ten ten right there. And. Uh, Actually, during those karaoke nights, uh, Jada and I used to fucking 
kill it all the time. We you we would. I do want expect. I expect nothing less. A Broadway duet, and we would just. What were uh, some of the ones we did? It was uh, suddenly Seymour. We did together. Yes. Yeah, I was gonna ask what songs. Suddenly Seymour. Suddenly Seymour. We used to do. Didn't we? We we tried that um that one from that high school. Went, school. High school oh, school. Oh, the, is that the, uh, the opening track? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. No, it wasn't. The this is the song. start of something new. Yeah, no, this no. Is the start no, bitch, it wasn't that one. It was like the what I've been looking for. Oh, with um Sharpay and uh, the the other guy, Sharpay and the other yeah. guy. Ashley Tisdale, and I think was it Lucas something. Charlemagne and <laughs> Charlemagne, bitch. Yeah, you know, speaking of Zach Efron, since we're on that subject, um, I took, I got tickets to the to the the no, nah, I got tickets to the Tonight Show mm-hmm. uh, about four years mm-hmm. ago, mm-hmm. and thinking of guests to bring to bring, I saw Zach Efron was the guest, and I remember um, Jada expressing her love to Zach, so I was oh, like, okay, Matt, let me let me bring him, Matt, Matt, any homosexual would. <laughs> Come on, not just Jada. If you would have asked literally any <laughs> you want to go see Zach Efron live? They would have been like, oh, bitch, yes. I shit you not. Like at the show, he was in like a white shirt. They played this like game of like oh. what what what, what it was like? it was Water Wars. I brought it was you and then my friend it Abby I brought. Like a like a wet t shirt mm-hmm. contest. Basically Essentially they played they played war, you know, the card game ward. Uh-huh. Whoever gets the most, po- whoever has the highest card. So whoever lost would get shot with the water gun. So and- real quick, I don't need to know. I just need to know the year so I can. Google so this that. is so this is 2016. Zach Efron. 2016. Thank you so much. So I think this is Baywatch or like right around there. Oh right, they remade Baywatch. Yeah. Wasn't it Pretty- with the, uh- with the Rock? The Rock. And then Alexandra Daddario. Oh, my God. What? what? The actress Alexandra Daddario. Sorry, Alexandra. <laughs> Sorry. I don't know. So, um, yeah, pretty star-studded <laughs> cast. And um, but what happened was this, and this is true. I looked up the YouTube video. It's, on, it's online. Jada <laughs> screamed in the middle of the show, take your shirt off. Oh, then, oh, wait, wait. Dennis Don't tell said, me you can hear it in the video. You can oh, hear you it. Absolutely can. <laughs> Jimmy Fallon literally responded back. Exactly. Jimmy oh. literally responded Jimmy Fallon back. screamed, I will not take my shirt off. And then Zach Efron goes, you know, usually when this happens, I usually say, you first. And I was like, no, man. <laughs> you don't want these titties. Y'all don't want these titties. The... The clip is still on YouTube. There's a solid 8 million people, and the comments are hilarious. I, 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 I definitely have. I You haven't seen, but I've just added it to my watch later list on YouTube. No way. Found it. It's yeah. hilarious. It's literally. I'm gonna also, watch that do you remember, giggle. Matt, do you remember, like, there was this random bitch. She was like, that was me. That was me. I was that bitch. That oh, was yeah. That. She wrote down the comments, like. Wait, what? I was like, no, bitch, you're not that bitch. I'm someone, that bitch. Someone try to take credit for this? <laughs> yeah. She no, said, man. and I was like, honey, this is my address. Come exactly. fight me. Come fight me because no, I'm ready man. to do it. Cuffs, bitch. You know what's also funny about that show 
was. <laughs> so he does. Hmm? I'm sorry. Yep. I just have to go to the restroom real quick. Yeah, yeah. You could go do you real quick. Do to the restroom. I'll be ooh, BRB. <laughs> well, I could talk to this with you. Do you remember when? Um, so Jimmy's walking up, and you stand in the middle, and you're like, "Hug me." Literally, arms wide open, arms wide open. And I was like, I'm not, I, I swear to God, I'm getting it. And this is like the camera's rolling, like you're legitimately in the guy's way. But it didn't make it, it didn't make it on the episode. It didn't oh, make yeah, I remember it. that. They cut it off because of you. <laughs> <laughs> but you could honestly say you hugged Jimmy Fallon. I did. <laughs> I did. I almost sucked that dick. I almost sucked that dick, bitch. Shit. Shit. Now, when you hug, now when you hug Jimmy Fallon, do you have like a hardcore dad bod or? Um, I don't know. The only thing I know is that like our bods were like very close together. Like I could feel his peen on my peen. I'm a. I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. Like I said, you're a savage. <laughs> wow. I know. I've talked like celebrity encounters on a few times with the podcast, and this for sh- that for sure is the most intimate. Um. Also, I don't know if you know this. So, uh, me and my friend Andrew, we were downtown um, on Christopher Street, like yep. three years ago, maybe. Okay. And we were at this bar. I don't think it's a gay bar, but it's called Jeffrey's. It's on Christopher Street, like. Two door, two or three, four doors down from um, the Stonewall Inn. Okay, and we were there having a drink. Who's in the corner? Uh oh, Lindsay motherfucking Lohan. Lindsay, Lindsay motherfucking Lohan in the corner. Just chilling. Just chilling. She's chilling with like one of her like DJs and her sister and like shit. And me and Andrew were sitting at the bar, but like, oh my god, we have to come up with a plan. We have to. Like, they go outside for a cigarette. So, like, we go outside. I was like, oh, this is the perfect opportunity. I was like, I don't have a lighter. So, I walk up to them. I was like, hi, sorry. Like, just completely oblivious. I was like, trying to act like I didn't know who she was. But of course, it's Lindsay motherfucking Lohan, bitch. So, she's smoking. She's, she's smoking a bogey herself. Bitch, she was. She was with her fucking DJ. I was like, sorry, guys. Can I just, like, borrow your lighter real quick? And she was like, you know, it's fine here. And I'm like, hands me a lighter. And I'm like, light the lighter. Andrew runs up. He was like, oh, wait, wait, me too. Me too. Me too. <laughs> Hilarious. She literally, she handed me the lighter. She was like, I don't want anything else to do with you. Take this lighter and go away. What? Period. My bitch ass. I was like, thank you so much for this lighter. Oh my God, where'd you get it? I love the flame. <laughs> what? You should have said, <laughs> you said, you're Elizabeth. You're Elizabeth. You're, what's her? Oh, I can't think of it. Oh my God. Um, <laughs> I love her. I love her. You still but, love her, even though she just disrespected you. She did. She blatantly disrespected me. <laughs> I was like, it's okay. You're in the parent trap. That's like an iconic movie. It's okay. It's okay. I'm not worthy. Literally. But like they were leaving and me and Andrew were still at the bar. As they were leaving, Andrew was like, 
Lindsay, wait, and runs out of the bar. <laughs> it's just, the bartender's like, get your friend. That's not okay. I was like, oh, oh. <laughs> wait, like, you should have said, like, yo, you sucked as Elizabeth Taylor. Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you've seen that movie. Oh, my God. I, I, looked, I was about to be like, take me to Ibiza. I know you got a motherfucking private club, bitch. <laughs> Yeah. But like, why would she say that? That's so rude. Like, right? I don't want anything to right? do with you. It's not, if you were annoying, okay. But like, you just asked for a lighter. But like, that's the thing. I am annoying. I am. Do, annoying. do you still have Lindsay Lohan's lighter? Don't ask, don't tell, bitch. You should have put that on eBay. Five hundred dollars <laughs> for it. I don't want anything to do with you. Oh, that would have hurt my soul. Like <laughs> it did, but like as I said, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Was this? Was she bl- redhead, Lindsay Lohan? Was she blonde? Was she black? Um, honestly, she was like garbage can hair. Like I don't oh even. Oh my know. god! You should have taken. I don't want anything to do with you. Oh my <laughs> god! That's just. Cruel. I've never like I've like I told I had Brad on the podcast as you know and he talked about Quavo pushing it to the side, but like that's just that's so much straight up words. Hey, she, he he met Quavo? Not really. He was about he ran up to him at the Saint Loray store in on Rodeo Drive and then his security guard pushed him away. And, um I had a Love I can you. tell you I started a uh, paparazzi riot, not riot or paparazzi uh a crazy paparazzi story I caused. So this was like a long time ago. This is like eight years ago. I'm hanging out. I'm going to a show, Radio City. And, you know, across the street is 30 Rock. And uh, I see this dude pull up. This literal tank. This dude's humongous. And it's Hugh Jackman. And nobody noticed for a good three minutes and I was like, oh, there's with that big ass dick, bitch. Shit. And this is like Wolverine. This is Wolverine body, Hugh Jackman. He literally Ooh. looks like a bodybuilder. Matt, don't do that to me. Don't do that to me. Don't do that, bitch. And literally, we're hanging out. Mm-hmm. And I was with Ryan, who I was on the podcast with. We were two other friends. And I was just, no one was chilling. It was dead quiet. And I was like, hey, look, guys, it's Hugh Jackman. And I swear to you, in a matter of minutes, in seconds, maybe it looked like a good hundred people all swarmed at him. He's waiting for his his like SUV to pick him up. He's probably on the Tonight Show that day. And then um, yeah, I I um I uh, caused a I caused a pop. I probably ruined his day. He nobody would have noticed. It was a good f- four or that's five minutes. You, no one noticed. That's all you, Matt Brown. You did that. I will say, <laughs> I will say since moving so recently to New York City, mm-hmm. the my first celebrity encounter was rather recent, uh, and it was like well, it was a couple of years ago, but still, it was like. My first one in the in New York City. Yeah, it was actually uh, Fifty Cent. Hey, Fifty Cent was just like walking out of a uh, hotel near Columbus Circle again. Don't mm-hmm. won't mention things because uh, honestly, I do not remember right now. Uh, and he was just like so chill. He was just like by himself uh, talking with. 
what I think was his girl because he was telling her some shit. Oh, yeah. I, I want to see you like this. I want to see you like that. You know, it was like, oh, go get it, Fitty. But also, do you know that he is like one of the most homophobic people? Oh, yeah. That's in the industry. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, definitely. But still, I was like starstruck because it no. was like my first celebrity encounter because I didn't know like you know that's like fair. yeah that's fair like coming like, from Puerto Rico right you know, right, like, right 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 and he saw the guy who did in the club exactly <laughs> I uh, no I also saw 50 when I was hey, um Fitty Fitty excuse me Fitty 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 I saw him um when I was like taking a bike ride a couple months like during quarantine I was like uptown on um, along Fort, not Fort Triumph, but like Riverside. Riverside Park, like up there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, New York. And he he was with like his his manager or something mm-hmm. like that. And and I was like, oh my god, is that is is that him? Is that him? And then someone passed me. Someone passed me. They're like, yeah, that's Fifty Cent, but he's a fucking homophobe. Like fuck his shit. I'm like, oh okay, fuck his shit. Uh uh-uh. uh. Uh-uh. <laughs> You know who? You know we were, we were speaking Mean Girls before. You know who I um, uh, when I went to L.A. when I was going back to New York from Los Angeles. You know who I who I was waiting in the terminal with? Regina George. Almost Amanda Seyfried. Oh no! <gasps> Come on, Mamma Mia! Like we were this no, close. Matt, Matt, do you know what you just did to these fucking homos right now? Like <laughs> what I do. You lit a fire. Ah! Amanda Seyfried. Yeah, so so she's just chilling. I'm like Mama literally Mama. half an hour next to each other sitting. And I was just thinking, what do I do? What do I do? She looked pissed off about something. She will say. <laughs> but I saw her okay. reading us. You're the first bitch to like make her out of that mood, bitch. You should have went over and been like, hi, I'm Matt Brown. I'm Matt Brown. Um, hey, Amanda Seyfried. I'm Matt Brown, host of the Productive Conversations podcast. Period. So- Period. Period, bitch. Like, yeah. I was like contemplating what I'm like literally this call. If I literally just said I really liked you in Les Mis <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I was just so close. And she was reading a script I remember seeing. Uh, That's probably why she, she looked was probably like, pissed. Yeah, like she why she was pissed because she was like, getting into character. Or she, she was, was seeing a terrible script that she doesn't want to do. Or that part. Or that part, or that part. I was like, this fucking bitch of a producer got me this shitty ass script that now I have to read. Which, like, Matt (laughs) understands because, like, he works in that shit. He he literally. I love it. I love it. That part. Okay, so get your ass to New York. Let's do some shit. Oh, you know I'm ready. You know I'm. That's real. That's been my. That's ever since I interned in the city five years ago. I just want to move there, right. and it's, you know, right. five years in, but I'm still not giving up on it, and I know it's never too late to go there. So I'm it's ready to move the next day. So it's yeah. never too late. New York is not going anywhere, no matter exactly. what you hear on the media. Yeah. We're not going anywhere. Oh yeah. So I'm I'm ready to go, and I've just been. And, you know, it was just commuting back and forth from Connecticut and working my way up. I'm ready to transfer to uh, 
I have enough experience to go to the next level instead of a production assistant. I could be a production coordinator. Matt, you do. You do. You have you have the experience, but also you have like you have the connections and also you have like the confidence as well. Oh that- yeah. And it's- trust me, you know, like, these, pro- these people who've been my producers or references, I email once a month and I just know that the ice is going to break. And uh, yeah, I was, yeah. Th- that was the thing, the tough thing with COVID I interviewed for jobs that I would have had an, enough of a salary to finally move out. And then a pandemic happened. So Love that's just great. Whole. That's what's great. The resumes, the resume is strong, the confidence there, and that's another reason why this medium is Maddie another B. thing. Just to uh, Maddie B, that promote. resume is strong. I bub. will say, Matt. Bub. I will say, since you want to like start uh, sketching out and developing like a pilot. Oh no! Not start. Not start. No. Well, already done that. Oh, you already did. Already it? done. I've that. written pilot scripts before. Yes, already done. Uh, yeah, what, what they call spec scripts. So no, not they've not been produced yet. But I could, I could give a producer a script and have them genuinely look at it, even though I don't have representation yet. Because honestly, like I have some pilot ideas, and I wouldn't actually like mind bouncing ideas off of you and stuff you know i would love to collab yeah i have final draft i wish i could screen show it there so i have the screen starting i know how to get your interiors exteriors dialogues characters transitions cut twos fades outs i love writing screenplays that is literally all i need help with because i have the whole story in my head i just don't know how to put it down I would love to discuss it. And yeah, and then we just just explain character motives and and where we get our emotions. And then I understand the- Objective, tactics, all that shit, yes. And how it actually has to be, how it would need to be shot to get a specific emotion regarding your cinematography. And that is broad, that coach, your lighting and- um, And But that's also- Storytelling, which is- what I fucking love. It is, but yeah. also, like, Matt, like, we we have access to that within our, like, within our frat. You know what I mean? Like, we have Gabe doing his shit. We yeah, also he's have, gonna like, be on the pod soon, so he's good. We have you. We have fucking Dylan. We have fucking um, Justin. Me. Like ever, you know what I mean? Like, let's do some shit. Let's make some shit happen. You know, I'm I'm down for that. And that's why this podcast is just another way for platforms and to get those connections to make it work. Exactly. But like, sure. honestly, I'm I'm Matt. I'm so happy. I'm so happy for you. Like, thank you, thank you for letting me be a part of this. Honestly, it's my pleasure for you. I'm I'm just genuinely an honor to have you and Lily on. It's really great, and I enjoy it. And I've been enjoying this. And we could go for a few more minutes because it is two in the morning. But we've had a we've had a lot of progress here. We have had literal for the conversation. Uh, do you have content, or do we need to make more content? Oh, no. Oh no! This is this is plenty. I just just want to. Yeah, plenty. I'm just gonna ask a few random questions and then we'll uh, we'll wrap this up. Oh, and this is as I normally do. Yo, tell me, tell me a fun. Just tell me a funny bar story. Whether you guys, I don't know, whatever, whatever you did to do something entertaining at the bar once. Oh, I I I, <laughs> I always behave, but. It's in a bad way, so I'm always misbehaving, but mm-hmm. I, that's why I don't have any 
I can't think of a certain story right now. Mm. Mm. <laughs> I know you're about to let one out. Mm. Story that is. Ah. Well, like, uh, bitch, shut up. Shut up. <laughs> no, I mean, not not at the bar, but like definitely at work. This yeah, is tell my me pro- funny work story. That, oh, this is my problem. Oh. So like before the pandemic, I would get weight. Like we, most of us at work, we drink at work, you know? <laughs> yeah. But like, we're not dumb enough to do it like in the middle of the fucking rush hour. No, we're going to do it like later when we're like, after we got cut, blah, blah, blah. So like, however, a couple of weeks ago, like I literally walked in, I was like a horrible day. I was like, I hate my life and I hate everyone around me. So let me get drunk real quick. <laughs> the second I got on the floor, I was wasted. <laughs> oh boy. But honestly, it was the best night that I've had, like, ever. <laughs> what made it so awesome? <laughs> Literally, I was just so comfortable with my, my tables. I was like, hi, honey, how are you? But also, this, <laughs> is, this is when my nails were, like, 100. This is, like, the day after I got my nails done. Yeah. Which, like, crowd, you can see that. I need to fill in. But, like, also, look at that. Oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But still, everyone was like, oh, my God, I love your nails. Blah, blah, blah. But, like, I was gay as fuck. I was no. gay as fuck. <laughs> I will tell you my funniest work thing. Yep. It's two. One time I had this group of four very elderly women, women uh, just women. having a lunch. Uh, and they said, like, as I was passing by the table, they were like, you know what? We're not the Golden Girls. We're the geriatric girls. Shut <laughs> up. I was like, Shut oh up. my God, I love them. No way. I nope. way, way, <laughs> way, way. And the other one, which is way, the, way. Most, <laughs> the most recent one, is uh, this older gentleman was sitting by himself. And when I give him the check, he starts chatting me up saying, hey, uh, do you know, are you guys going to stay open um, for a while? You're going to close back down? What's going to happen? And I told him, well, I don't know. It's whatever Daddy Cuomo decides. Uh, it's his, his thing. And then he looked at me with the most serious face. Like his face just went stone serious. And he went, you know what? I'm sorry, but you said a really, really bad word. And I'm not talking about daddy. I'm talking mm. about <laughs> And I got so serious. Like, um, oh. I thought it was the whole daddy shit, but apparently it was Cuomo. <laughs> the cringe. Oh, man. Well, how could Cuomo have haters after 2020? I know. And it was like, <laughs> so I'll be right back. I'll tell you my funny work story was um, so I worked at I used to work at Kohl's and me and my buddy DJ um, Dexter we're we're chilling we were okay we just it should have been a 15 minute break but I took 45 minutes but it was slow there's no customers and people do it all the time she she enjoyed that lunchable honey shit period So I go on, so I run back. <laughs> I had my manager, Nicole, at the time. She just got married. And um, 
<laughs> and right, so people apparently were people are looking for us. Remember, I'm with Derek. I mean, I'm with my friend. Um, sorry, Dexter and me. Who do I hear over the ladder come? Matt, get to the get to the get to the office now. And I'm walking. This is when the store is closed, by the way. I see Dexter laughing at me off the hook, walking by with their friend Kevon. And then I get ripped a new one from, even though it was both of us gone. (laughs) I always love, like, when there's two people that are in on a prank or something, and only one of them. Yeah. And the other one just, like, smiles very evilly because, you know, he won't get ratted out. <laughs> Story like, of my life. My fault. <laughs> it ain't my fault, bitch. Shit. All right. <laughs> <I'm good. laughs> All right. Let me ask one more question, then we'll wrap this up. Um, when Besides this podcast, we've had plenty of laughs. When was the last time or one time recently that you laughed really hard? Like, oh, uh, last time with her. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, literally, anytime, literally, anytime I'm with these bitches, like, always, we just, we just always, giggle. it's always and, a kiki, and it's that's the thing, it came, it actually came after quarantine, because we all knew each other at the bar, but Before. it wasn't until Before. quarantine that, since we had to limit ourselves, we got so close to each other, because it was only us, but also, group, like, you know? bleeding into that, like, just within our community, I feel like the LGBTQ community, like once you find your, your click. Your chosen family. Right. Yeah. It, exactly. Chosen family. Chosen yeah. family. Exactly. That's exactly. Chosen, chosen family. family. That's really sweet. That's really, really, really sweet. But like, I mean, Matt, you're my chosen family. You're and you're mine. You're, you're my brother. brother. You are my brother. Like You're my brother too. <laughs> period. Hmm. <laughs> Oh, oh man! I see the uh, the audience was also wondering what's over there. Chris. Oh, it's oh. Chris with a spider on it. What's his. up? Thanks for joining us, the Look famous Chris Jackson with a oh, big ass spider. You better have the full name. That's the government name too. Period. <laughs> Period. Did I get it? Wait, did I miss it? I get it right. Or was it, get those it, reparations, <laughs> baby. You better get those <laughs> reparations. Period. Period. Okay, Period. Christopher Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> was that spider real? No, I <laughs> to no, God not. not. But this is Harlem, so you never know. <laughs> <laughs> this is Harlem, so you never. Oh boy! Where is the line? Where is the line? Honestly, I'm a spider man. Honestly, they say it's six inches and ends up being like twelve. Bitch. Period. <laughs> it's Harlem. It's Harlem. What you gonna do? <laughs> What's the most Harlem thing you've you've all seen recently? Baby, that's a loaded question. <laughs> that's a loaded question. Because <laughs> we've seen a lot. What's what's like something really Harlem you've seen recently? Uh, um, y'all take it. Y'all take it. Y'all take it. I, would, I can't. I would probably say old school stoop hanging out braiding hair, selling ices, selling cocktails, 
old school like coolers, boom boxes. About to say, you need the boom box in there. School days. Good answer. School days do the right thing. Baby, good answer. I love good school days. Answer, Shouts to Spike Lee. Spike Lee's on the wall right here. Spike right, Lee. We have Spike over here. We have a place for Spike Lee. Brown it's literally that. And I, here's the thing, though. It doesn't matter if it's Harlem or Washington Heights. It's still the same. <laughs> it's still the same. Shouts it doesn't to matter that. if it's like... Uh, no, it does matter if it's oh, Brooklyn or Manhattan. Sure. It does matter. What is the major difference, you would say, with that? Oh, well, Brooklyn people think like they're the most shit. <laughs> but Manhattan people know that they're this there's yeah. suburb people that come to the city but claim the city life but they go back to the suburb but they go mm-hmm. back exactly and brooklyn is a suburb brooklyn is full of privilege brooklyn is full of privilege brooklyn is full of privilege and i was just there last night at a restaurant and like I don't know. The gentrify to it's, like it's the like the hardcore gentrifiers. In Manhattan as well. Yes, exactly. yes, very much. But like depending on where you're at, like Upper East West Side, side e- Upper West Side, East Side, yes. Here in Harlem, no. Used to be. Yeah, opposite of Lenox. Even opposite of Lenox. Before mm-hmm. the pandemic, Harlem was like very gentrified. You know, it makes I think sense. it still is. I think it still is. However, the people that stayed here are the lo- true loyal ones. Exactly, yes. but they're loyal, but also like they're also the ones with the antibodies. So <laughs> shut the fuck up. That part. That part. That part. <laughs> that part. That part. <laughs> I love that. Well, I've had a blast with this. This is a good end to note on. I have over three and a half hours of footage that I'm gladly looking forward to just tweaking a little, but this is good. And that's what's great with my podcasting host. They let me do it as long as I want. So, good. but first I just want to thank you ladies. Thank you, Jada. Thank you, Lily. Thank you, Christopher back there. <laughs> I appreciate all three of you giving me the time for this and I'm looking forward to not, no, thank you. Thank you so much for letting us be a part of your fucking podcast, dude. Like, thank you so much. It really, really is my pleasure. And I hope to have you all again. Hmm? Matt, if this means anything to you, this is actually the first time ever that I've let myself that's true. be recorded and dragged. Oh, this is no true. way. That's, that's, that, that does mean a no. lot, and I appreciate you taking the time to do that. So We are baby queens. We're baby queens, but like... Because uh, I, I had actually told Jada last night that it, he, she told me it was like video casted as well and I was like oh I don't know how I feel about going on in drag because I've never done it but while I was doing my makeup and I was listening to you guys I was like oh he's cool I'll do it fuck it yes yeah no, was like, Matt's the homie Matt is the fucking go, homie Matt. bro like yes and we definitely all have to hang out in person as well and kill it Matt please please come stay with us Chris yeah. Chris is my roommate Live with us. No, I mean, like, <laughs> I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Live yeah, I would love. Please. I'm definitely, I'm definitely going to be in touch with that. So it's, yeah, it's going to no, be great. Dead ass. Dead ass. And now you but know that, that, that like, I will honestly. meet you as well. <laughs> and I will look nothing like this. <laughs> so you know. <laughs> whatever, whatever you got, you all want to do, 
it's fine with me. So it's going to be a great time. But oh, also, thank always. you. This is this is Jada's first podcast. Thank you so much. Thank you My for pleasure. a part of this. So once she's famous, you're going to be the first person she acknowledges. <laughs> but actually, Works for me. That's for, that's for all three of you as well. And also, don't forget to match make with any of your single friends out there. Bitch, Remember, I got you. I got you. Let them know that I also won the science fair in the sixth grade. Shut okay, up, my I God. got second grade. Shut up, my God. <laughs> Seriously, though, but I had nothing but a great time with all three of you. And, and I can't wait to do this again. So, yeah, honestly, come come hang out with us. Honestly, we'll, we'll, we'll schedule like some shit. We'll do some shit. I'm looking forward to it. With that, thank you, Jada. Thank you, Lily. Thank you, Christopher. And we'll see you all again soon. I love you. Uh, All right. Love you all, too. See you later. How about that, folks? Aren't those two drag queens just a lovely presence and nothing but a great time speaking to? It surely was. And... Nothing but love and appreciation for those two. And I thank Miss Jada Lee and Miss Lily Garcia for coming on the podcast today. And well, with that, I'd like to thank you all for tuning in. Be sure to check in on Thursday because we're having two episodes drop. One, we're going to have Bladar come in to tell his experience being a refugee, what he escaped and sacrificed, and how that amazing man got to be an American citizen leaving war-torn Albania to go into Greece, to go into the United States. That was one of the best damn experiences I've ever had in my life, talking to him over Zoom. And it's going to be one powerful podcast. And also on Thursday, we're going to be dropping Tommy's episode. My youngest brother, Tommy Brown, the starting quarterback for varsity on the Norakai football team. His fall season ends this week. So it's a perfect time for a chance to chat with Tommy checking in on what it's like to be a high schooler now in 2020 what it's like to be a high schooler in 2020 covid times what's it like being a starting quarterback and all the extraordinary things that young man that i'm very proud of is spitting facts with thanks to all of you my listeners and i love and appreciate all of you and we have nothing but great productive conversations coming up but until then once again thank you to jada and lily and well i'll see you all soon I'll see you on Thursday, folks. Peace. You're still here? It's over. Go home. Go.